BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this is a pretty cool one with Danger Boy Hayden Deegan and Papa Deegan, Brian Deegan. Uh, we made a little trek out to their Temecula pad uh, while they were back in Southern California for the final round of the SMX playoffs, which, as we all know by now, uh, went to Hayden. He uh, made it through that three-round playoff series uh, as the as the points leader at the end of it all and made history, winning a title in his rookie year and, um, and capping off a pretty remarkable season at that. So, we thought uh, we would just make a quick little time to uh, check in with the Deegans. There's obviously a lot that went down um, in these last year uh, since Hayden made his Futures debut at A1. Um, and there's a ton of really cool stuff in this podcast as well um, that, yeah, the guys uh, the guys shared about you know some of the stuff that hadn't really made it into their video. So, this was a really cool one. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. But before we do that, we need to bring you the ads. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the team at AG1. I and hundreds of other members of the Gypsy Gang choose to wake up each morning and start our day with AG1. If you have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I'm all about habits and second for second, pound for pound, there isn't a better habit for your body than spending the one minute each morning it takes to drink AG1. Every morning I wake up and reach straight for one scoop of AG1, mix it with around eight ounces of water, and I'm off to the races, literally. AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health and replaces your current probiotics, multivitamins, and more to make sure you're staying on top of your health and AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health and replaces your current probiotics, multivitamin, and more to make staying on top of your health so much easier. And if you aren't already taking any kind of supplementation, then AG1 is going to help you have more sustained energy throughout the day, improved mental clarity, and the big one for me has been a massive positive change in my overall gut health and digestion. We've been working together with AG1 for about a year now, and in that time, a bunch of you have got gone to drinkag1.com slash gypsytales and tried it for yourself. There's nothing better than hearing the results that you guys have had with AG1, and if you hadn't tried it yet, there is no time better than the present. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash gypsytales. That's drinkag1.com slash gypsytales. 
We're also brought to you by Fist Handwear, the only glove that I've used for over 10 years now. For most companies, their gloves are an afterthought, but with Fist, it is their marquee product. I love that with Fist Handwear, you can ride your bike anywhere in the world and they have the perfect glove. The summer in US or Dubai, use the Breezer for maximum airflow. If it's a normal day, then you want to be running their flagship glove and you have a million different colorways to choose from. If it's a winter's morning, run the Frosted Fingers and if you use your bike to commute to work, they have a hybrid road glove that is perfect for you. Head to fisthandwear.com and use the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. We're also brought to you by the team at mxstore.com.au. MX Store has Australia's largest range of dirt bike parts and accessories, 60-day easy returns, and free shipping over $20. And another awesome part about buying from MX Store is that if you have your order before 2 p.m., it will be dispatched that same day. Also, MX Store has an announcement that you will want to hear coming soon, so make sure you check back in on the next episode of the podcast and keep an eye out through their social media. Once again, a massive thank you to the team at mxstore.com.au. Last but not least, we are also brought to you by the team at Tropical Auto Group, and if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, then you cannot buy anything without picking up the phone and calling our boy Kyle. He's been keeping us moving for the past three years and countless members of the Gypsy Gang. Tropical Auto Group in Rockhampton, Stock Ford, Mitzi, Kia, Isuzu, and Great Wall. And for the last oh, 18 months now, we've been wheeling the new D-Max. If you're in the market for a new or used car, make sure you head to tropicalauto.com and ask for Kyle to get a $500 voucher at MX Store with a purchase of a new or used car. That's it from me and the ads. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with the Deegans. Let's let's get into this. Yeah. Uh, just to give everyone context, we're not in the <laughs> studio at the moment. These guys they're bouncing tomorrow. Um, we didn't have time to get in the studio, but we did want to have a chat because there's a fair bit that's gone down uh, in in old Danger's rookie season. It's pretty wild. Um, I guess we started just then talking a little bit like the logistics. You got to have like the motorhome here because of how mm-hmm. crazy it is at the races. It's probably like a pretty good place to start, you know. It's like <laughs> d- when you coming into this season, rookie year, did you have any idea how gnarly the fans were going to be for you? Because I was at Washougal and it was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. It's just like people screaming, hey, Dad, just constantly. <laughs> like you're in the truck and then they were screaming so much that you you had to walk out the truck just to like quiet the noise a bit. Yeah, the fans are, it's crazy how uh, my dad and, you know, what he's done and then the YouTube channel and showing everyone from the day I literally started racing to now, like keeping everyone in tune and it almost feels like they're part of the family almost, you know, they've seen me on a 65, a 50 and now racing pro on a 250. So I think when they're at the races, they, uh, they think they're, you know, part of, you know, part of the crew. So it's like you hear them out there, they're yelling and, uh, it's hard. I try to get out there as much as I can, but it's like on race day, it's like we have one goal, and it's you know go out there and try and win. So it's like you got to get your recovery in, you got to get your food in, and it's like not we can't just go hang out outside all the time. But yeah, it's wild. Where uh, I'll be inside and I'll start hearing the chant, like people start chanting my name. I'm like, all right, man, I gotta go out real quick. I gotta set this up. But uh, yeah. Did you expect it though? Like, I guess you would have had to have 
known, obviously, that there's going to be a lot of fans coming to the races, but did you think about it much before the races or you were just so in the grind mode that it wasn't even something you really were thinking about? Uh, I mean, I knew there would be some a good amount of fans like just because of all the people that have supported me on the way up and watched. And then uh, I raced Futures, and that, that crowd was also, like, pretty gnarly Anaheim. Like, this, they were just – everyone just, like, wild. They are just, like, yelling in the crowd. And, and then, yeah, then I saw, like, Outdoor Nationals. It was weird. Supercross was uh, – I feel like Supercross, the fans were a little more, like, loud. And then Outdoors, Outdoors, there was, like it – was, it was, like, it had a fair share of both. But, uh, yeah, the fans just it's, – it's made it a lot more fun having fans going crazy all the time and keeps you excited to go out there and uh, put on a show for them. Yeah, and it's just like that – for me, when I've been around, like, obviously L.A. and then Washougal, there's just like a vibe, you know, and uh, it's like there's an energy that you have – the other riders don't have in the same way like obviously a lot of guys have fan bases but it's just so different when like you guys for the last 10 years have been you know grinding on their youtube thing it's like it, it definitely hits different and you can really feel the vibe and like even you know like some of the other guys in the truck they must just be like what the fuck is going <laughs> on like, this is so it. ridiculous like, they, they would have yeah like i mean they probably had no idea that there was just about to be this wave of people that would just descend on the star rig every weekend yeah it's funny because i was inside i was eating and bobby was talking bobby sometimes won't even let me go out there just that's just i mean bobby wants us to win bobby's yeah. just you stay focused stay in here which i mean i get that that's uh that's how he wants to run run the program so if I gotta stand there I gotta stand there but some of the guys would be signing and they'd be like dude no one's moving like you gotta come out here so the line starts moving like because everyone waits in the line and they want to get an autograph and then like the line's not moving if I wasn't out there so I was like trying to go out there for a little bit but I'm like I can't <laughs> nah it's a it's a super cool problem to have and just so unique in the sport you know I'm like I don't I don't even think that some of the other riders like I mean those dudes aren't doing laps of the pits to see what's going down like I don't think that many of the other riders that aren't around the Yamaha sort of side would even understand they see what's it. going on <laughs> they you, see it you think uh, they see the crowds dude like I we, we notice where the crowds are yeah you know the sponsors notice the team owners notice that's the game right who gets the attention isn't that the game yeah. like at the end of the day yeah. right <laughs> I, I just think though I think it's like all these guys are, have their little like cool let's be quiet you know and let's only race yeah where i think we've let people yeah into our into our life and that's why the fans are so supportive yeah. and then you have your other guys that are just let's be quiet and do our one instagram post every here and there yeah and that's yeah. i don't know i don't think that's cool for the fans if you're for the sport i feel like you want to let them into your life and show them what you're about and to be like oh i'm about the fans and not let the fans see what you're doing all the time it just doesn't make too much sense yeah, yeah. and that like yeah what he's saying there is it's a lot easier to do that. It'd be yeah. a lot easier for us just to Oh, go, dude, for sure. Oh, one post, so let's go do my thing. It's a lot easier for him to not even race, <laughs> to be honest. So it's uh, the end of the day, yeah, but you race because you love it, right? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, get the fans are, are there to have their heroes. And that connection, I think this is the first time, unless I'm, maybe Pastrana was the mm. only other time a fan or an athlete came into pro racing with a pre-built fan base. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, Pastrana had his, he was big time when he raced Supercross because of X Games at 14. Yeah, yeah. You know, but with social media, it's times 10 now. 
Yeah. I mean, look at all that. Those kids, you know how I many kids have come to the races and never been to a race before? Mm. And we're like, dude, this is my first race. Just watch your YouTube. I've watched you since you were on 65 or watched, you know, the family or, you know, it's it's a different thing. And I don't know. It's weird because I don't think racing was ready for it. You mm. know? And I, the team wasn't. Like, the team owner's like, dude, I've never seen, I've seen nothing like it, dude. And But then we're like, well, how do we not how do we give Hayden his space to race yeah and focus because that's why I try to tell the fans and because of our social we've had a voice which is very powerful and that is a, you know one of the main reasons why we do it so we can put out a, our a good message yeah with all the crap that's on the internet now uh so I feel like that's how do you keep it going and giving the crowd what they want yet giving him his space so he can still win races yeah it's a balance man well i think i think that's one of the cool things like we could get into it like further down the track but i mean if people want to criticize the program it's like oh brian fucking can't get out of the camera like he loves it but i think that's the kind that is the barrier you yeah, know yeah. like you yeah, yeah. you kind of <laughs> yeah. are that. someone's got to yeah, talk yeah. and he's busy dude. he's got to yeah. focus on racing right yeah and or I, we can none of us talk and you guys get nothing right yeah and i, and I know, think sometimes that that's Hudson, the cool sometimes marisa yeah right yeah it's 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 all a system to help yeah whoever the main focus is at the time yeah. right and that system at one point when the focus was me at x games right and all the kids were doing their thing and and then I was like running, leading the ship, and then Haley came up, and then Hayden comes up. It's just a rotating machine, yeah. And it's so strong together. Yeah. Like, and if people start learning from it and seeing it, I think they'll. Yeah, and I think it. I think that's like kind of the secret sauce, you know, is like yeah. he does get to just do his thing, you yeah. know, like gets to race, and yeah, you've got to come out the truck, and you got yeah. to do your bits and pieces here and there, and you got to talk to the camera a few times, but like for the most part, like he gets to do do his his thing, but. I think it's interesting what you said about wanting to be like for the sport and I think that we've had we had some opportunities like James was one where he really had an opportunity to like transcend the sport and he did to a point yeah like he was on MTV Cribs I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember the episodes yeah Yeah, he had his own reality he was like yeah. yeah and he was yeah had the reality deal but I think that I mean I don't know where that I guess like not went wrong but it it didn't end up doing what maybe it could have done for the Mm -hmm. sport or maybe it did but it wasn't like the sport wasn't ready but I think we definitely see guys come along and they could take the sport on their back and really elevate it but for whatever reason they end up going like this is too hard I'm just gonna race I'm just gonna be the one Instagram post guy and you know maybe some of that is that you just don't have that's not a focus going in and it's not you haven't got a team around you that lets that happen you know but I think it's probably not since McGrath really that we had a guy he was down he was on every Today Show he was on every every radio he was you know there's a way you can put the sport on your back and transcend so I guess it's like in your mind Hayden is that something like you think you can be that guy like you want to be that guy that can take it to that next level yeah definitely I think I think just literally just what we've done so far with this Mm. the YouTube channel and the fans we brought to the sport is already making it bigger just and it's only my first year and I feel like it's just going to go up from there you know I don't know. It's kind of you got to find the you got to find the middle, yeah. the happy medium of what's too much and then what's not enough. 
and that's just over time you'll figure that out a little more my dad's pretty smart with all that though so he'll he'll guide me good but yeah the youtube channel right now just that has brought a lot of fans of the sport yeah yeah and i think um yeah like having that team around you and, and coming into it as well like you guys have known that it was going to happen when you were going to bring a big crowd to the races i think the sport knew like i mean i'm sure supercross has been pretty accommodating mm -hmm. with you guys yeah. uh like with feld because there's just a lot that kind of comes <laughs> with it so i mean maybe that's just an advantage you guys have is that it's been a plan the whole time and i think mm. for me like before i knew you guys one of the things that i would think from the outside in is like man he's having got a camera in his face all the time like mm -hmm. you you see like so many ways that that can go wrong for a young kid but then after being around you guys and after knowing you guys you see like oh you don't care anymore <laughs> like there's a camera around all the time and you just don't care like you're not putting on an act you don't have to play a character you don't have to be anything else like you kind of just are so used to it at this point you're just yourself and then it's like okay i'll do this bit you guys do everything else yeah i mean when i have the camera on it's not even like i'm talking to a camera it just i don't know yeah it's so it's so like the camera's always there so i just always it's just natural at this point since i was little cameras have always been around I grew up around the scene with cameras, you know, X Games, you have the camera on the family. It's just, I don't know, I just grew up with a camera. And it's like, it's just, I mean, it's normal. I don't see anything different. Like, when the camera's off, I'm kind of the same. I mean, yeah. maybe a little more filtered when I'm on the camera. <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, though, that's it. I mean, but it's literally me on the camera. Like, my, me off the camera and on the camera is pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool to, yeah, like, you definitely get that vibe just being around you for a you know, not even that long and you're yeah. like okay yeah it, it and look makes at the sense. interviews right people are like man your kid's such a good talker on camera i'm like yeah he's been doing it since he was 10 dude yeah. you know like it's all part of this system the plan right like all the things working like according to plan right and uh and that helps the sport right and in the day like people connect to that you know if the if the guy's up there i'd like to thank my dunlop tires and my and my yamaha was hooking up and then we we're just having this great day and i'm like the crowd's like tune out yeah you know yeah but if dude's up there saying hey man you know i was freaking doing this yesterday <laughs> yeah. and then you saw it on my youtube channel <laughs> yeah me and my brother were fighting and then we did this and that and then that and then bring you into the reality of life yeah people are like that's my connection that's the guy you know uh and i don't know when's the last time the sports had something like that literally who is the last people in supercross and motocross past McGrath because that was a long time ago that was like yeah. my era yeah. like past him who were the, the the guys who built the sport yeah. who carried the sport yeah I you know I can think Stuart Carmichael Chad Chad yeah uh, who else yeah who else and, and was I a people person that people came to see because they connected character-wise? Yeah. Not because they were fast. Yeah. A lot of fast guys. Well, I think that's the thing is it's always been built on race results. Yeah. And that's why I think that you only ever mm -hmm. have, like, hardcore racing yeah. fans yeah. come because, Stays like, as level. a fan, I want to see Ricky Carmichael race or yeah. I want to see James Stewart race. Yeah. But it's like, if for the sport to reach that crazy wide appeal where it's like dude i just want to go see hayden deegan like i've never even been yeah. to a race but the kid's dope like he skates he scooters he freaking <laughs> yeah. does foam pits he does yeah. i do foam pits like i'm gonna go check this dude yeah, yeah. right I, yeah so I, I but i think also you're winning races and championships yeah, yeah. so it's like to, it, i don't <laughs> think that there's been like the both is the thing that matters you know and i and i think jet 
I like that you know Jet was just in ESPN, like yeah. the Justin Bieber of motocross. Should be like should perfect. Be. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, you should be on on ESPN. Should be on Sports Center. Yeah. Like uh, when when we'd win X Games, we we're on Sports Center that night. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, obviously because ESPN ran X yeah. Games. Yeah. But that's where the sport needs to get. Yeah. These dudes need to be on primetime freaking sports channels. But football's there needs cool, to be, but it's like, dude. Yeah, but there needs on. to be Who's a gonna character the that's gonna carry <laughs> characters, that's why yeah. we're yeah, not. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jet's a character, but yeah. I mean, he's only, he doesn't like, is he though? On he's not like he doesn't like he doesn't post anything for the fans to see. You know, he, yeah. he has his act at the race, but it's kind of hard for the fans to be in tune with his life. Who he who he really is, yeah. and and I get it that like I think the Lawrence is great for the sport, right? They set the bar high. It's great for us because we're like, damn, okay, let's go. Yeah. We got a challenge, you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's two mentalities in racing there's the guys who come and get theirs like we're coming we're winning we're gonna win that money get all the sponsor money get all the bonuses boom we're gonna kick ass in out thanks guys like that's cool that's one way a lot of most racers do that right and then there's the other way of like we're gonna let people into our lives show them what's going on and hopefully bring a bigger blanket of fans which brings more money to the sport to us to everyone and it grows the, grows the machine, right? And that's where you're saying we need to start getting on primetime TVs, uh, uh, sports channels, yeah. and be considering like some like UFC did. UFC yeah. is the best sport in America right now. It's the strongest. They do the best press conferences. The press conferences aren't like, well, I had a good race today, and uh, yeah, you passed me. It was kind of aggressive, but you know, <laughs> like yeah, I said, it was like, I, just... I was like, "Fuck you, dude! Like you this, that. I'm gonna beat your ass!" And like, da da da, and they're like fighting over each other with the mic, and like people are breaking them up, and freaking dude, everyone's turn tuning in and yeah. watching, like. Dude, Where is chicks it? watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my wife watches it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, she loves like, it. I sit there at the press conference, and sometimes I'm just like, I want to like cook up and <laughs> say <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone just. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm, I guess I'll just lock in like this, too. Yeah. You need a yin and yang. You need yeah. someone that's, like, willing in that press conference to talk shit back to yeah. you and be yeah. like, yeah, dude, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, and then it just, all, boom, If you do talk you know? out, it turns into a, a defense. They go into defense yeah, mode. Yeah. I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah. Like, not, not marketing mode. No. <laughs> you know, like, watch UFC if you want to see how it's done. Like, well, then people they, are like, whoa. That's cheesy. We're racers. Huh? Well, you don't think fighters are fighters? You yeah. think they end up hugging yeah. after the fight most of the time. Yeah, 100%. But they have to build the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 You don't think McGregor's, like, is he is he the best fighter in the world? No, not right now. He probably was he probably at one point, but he's still the highest paid dude. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because he's the best freaking shit talker, dude. He's, yeah. he's the best. He knows how to market and run the machine. He's got the most fans. There's something there, right? For sure. And if we want the sport to stay where it's at, then let's just keep doing the same thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, at least, at least for me, right, like, I have a level of, like, public-facing, I talk shit for a living, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it's just, like, every single day, I'm just, like, pumping YouTube with more of, like, my opinions and my... Like, it's kind of lame in my... But, but it's, like, I have such a... I've divorced that on-screen personality character like i'm trying to be as myself as yeah. possible right but not everyone's gonna like that not yeah. everyone likes me not yeah. everyone yeah. likes you guys no, no. i don't give a fuck but another thing is that's why mcgregor's so big is because even the people that don't like him are still fans the, yeah like yeah. the people that don't yeah. like me they still they're still watching they're, they're still a fan they're yeah. still they're still <laughs> watching it the views equal money like it's still the views equal more fans like it's still all uh 
it's all a system. Yeah. It's like even if they don't like you or if they do like you, they're in tune to it. Yeah. It's like that's what like, that's what UFC and those guys are doing. And, and I like I think that the the trick is is to just know you're in that system and then not take it personally. Yeah. And you know I think yeah. we talked about yeah, it a bit yeah, before, yeah. but it's I, Steve, even I think skin. Steve does smart. a good job of that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. st- when you had your Washougal podium <laughs> speech, he went out and said. Like the thing that would have got him the most hate on the internet, and guess what happened? He got the most hate, on, and like yeah, yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it's like, again, we're here. If yeah. you want to be a guy, and if that's a goal of yours, is like, hey, let's make this sport bigger. Let's put this shit on our back. Then you can't have hurt feelings. Like you can't have your feelings in this in the way. Like you can't be a dickhead and not care about the consequences. Yeah. But if, you know, people are going to talk the same way people don't like everything that I say or think that my podcast sucks. Like, Mm. cool, dude, I bet you still watch the clips. As long as you're watching the clips (laughs) and thinking about Moto and you're not going and watching something else right now, then, like, we're winning. The The last time I checked, you get paid on views, not likes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? No, it's you don't. So, like, there's the game, right? If people know the game. Yeah. uh, But... No, I hear you. It's not even thick skin. Like you're saying, like when Mathis said what he said, it's it was it was it was his way of finding a way to get clicks and views. And hey, smart that's his job. Smart of him. Like, all right, dude. I mean, I I probably wouldn't have went that approach because that was like deep, deep. <laughs> like that was like, you know. But uh, I get it. Like that's the game of of the media and the internet. Yeah. You know. In the end. I think we understand marketing and X Games was really about being a character, yeah. you know, and now we're back to racing. Racing's about winning, too, so yeah. you always have... I think as long as you can <clears throat> perform on the track, you're good. Yeah, like, you and that's why Connor got away with what he did. <laughs> yeah, because he did whatever badass, he wanted yeah. because he was winning every single thing. Yeah, it's like you write your, your own yeah. checks, bro. <laughs> like, okay, it is, it is Talk what shit, it is. but they would never say it to him. Yeah, but he would it. still... He'd lose and he'd... He still, still don't talk shit. And then, and then every, your wife's my DMs or whatever, and that blows up. Yeah. And then now, even he, even though he lost, and maybe it would have been bigger if he would have won. Mm. Now he just said something, so now it's just as big as if he won. Yeah. Like it's posted everywhere. People yeah. don't even care if he wins or loses anymore. No, they just want to hear what he says. They just want to yeah. hear. He's like such a good character, right? Well, I think you know, you go back to that Steve thing. It's like that helps you, no matter what. Like he, he in a sense, like at the lowest, uh, like at face you go like he was talking shit Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay but look how many fans that brought out look how many people that galvanized was like no fuck that I'm with Hayden Deegan you know what I mean yeah I mean it's funny he's what I didn't like is well I mean I was fine with what he said that's completely normal but then when you start backstepping that's when it's like bro yeah. Come on! <laughs> I don't ever say anything. I don't, I don't go on the podium and say Hunter Lawrence was nervous, and then I the next day I'm like I write up a whole article on why I'm, I didn't say that. <laughs> why I shouldn't wasn't have said it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like not even say shouldn't have said it, but trying to cover it up. There's two differences. There's one way to say, "Hey man, I had a bad day. Sorry, I I was wrong." That's one thing. That's respectful. Yeah. There's another way to backpedal it and try it, to yeah. cover it. Right? <laughs> that's, that's a different avenue, right? Um, but whatever. It's every, for every man his own. So. But I think, you know, the, the point of it is is that, like, that's a net positive for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not him for the a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> he copped it pretty hard. But, like, I think, yeah, you guys, it galvanizes a fan base to where it's like, nah, I'm pumped that, you know, that Hayden said what he did. And, like, dude, I was there for that. And I'm yeah. as Australian as it gets. And that fired me up. Like, I was, I was really... 
Like you had such a great moment to go one <laughs> one. The way that you went one one too, like I think Dominant. We'll talk yeah. about it maybe yeah. a bit further down, but like that's gonna be I think if you win four fifty championships and if you win like when people start looking back on your career, like that's the day they're gonna yeah. look at, I think. Yeah. And just to have the presence of mind to talk a little bit of shit, you know, and you don't get much time, dude. Yeah. And like, no, you literally get, he gives you the microphone once, you probably have five seconds where he pulls it away. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, so like to maximize, like I just thought, yeah. I thought everything like the, it played out. The race was brilliant. It you got the flag. Out. And the crazy thing is too, like, I mean, I, I, everyone was there, but like Jet had an Australian yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah, he but, had no yeah. shirt on. <laughs> Uh, which also fucking gangster. Yeah, like, cool. That's yeah, dope, right on, you know. Dude. Yeah, and these dudes are ripped. They're in shape. Yeah, ripped the shirt off. Yeah, cool, dude. Yeah. you know, bring more fans in. Dude, let for the, sure. Let the girls and the and even the dudes or whoever that freaking like that dude's freaking. Yeah. Like, All right, man, it's cool. Like that's what's attractive of the sport. And, and right? no like, one took offense to that. No. No one took offense to Jet having his that's the one thing I see you didn't do is rip your shirt off and throw it (laughs) it's the only thing that didn't happen but like either way still to this day you're gonna be I'm proud to be American stand behind everything there yeah you think McGregor isn't a master of playing the mind games with his competition oh for sure dude you don't think there's a game there too in motocross you don't think there's a mind games and right? I think you played some games that won this year too. <laughs> yeah, by the way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. You don't think, and and it's good because when you are playing with high level players, yeah. it's a chess match, right? Yeah, dude. And, and, and you know the Lawrences or the whoever, the other guys we race against. There, there's a bunch of high level thinkers out there. I think that's what it takes to be a champion is a high level thinker. But there is yeah. times where like I I'll talk to people and I'll I play the mind game with them, and then when I'm behind them at a race and they tip over, I'm like. But I win. It worked. That might have been because I said this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you never know, and that's what I think. I mean, you got to always be playing all the cards. Yeah. And have have those have those open for when you go yeah. to race and have. If you're in their head, then you're in their head. Yeah. yeah you guys don't see half the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Oh man. Yeah, like the things with the ride. Like, hey man. Like, <clears throat> I've heard Aiden go, hey man, where were you in practice? Where were you, dude? Like, where's the speed? Where were you? Like. And it's just like little like, yeah. and it was a laugh and a hit like, ha, ha, but it yeah. means some it's just shit. a little like, da, 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 you know, and it's the competition, dude. It's yeah. the way a game works, right? Like it's like when people fight or where's the punch, dude? What happened? You know, like people like that's just what happens. They they get the uh, emotions, draw off emotions, you know. Oh man, and it's it's so real, <laughs> like just out of war, you yeah. know. Like there's so much in, <laughs> in that, and I think it's one of the cool things I think seeing with you this year is just like a level of competition like you're if you ever watch like Hard Knocks or anything on the NFL the the big thing that you hear in those those documentaries and when you're around like the Patriots or the Chiefs or any of those guys is like we just show up every day and we compete we compete and we win and it's like every scrimmage every single time that the ball leaves the hand it's like we're we're competing practice gym and like that stuff gets really hard to deal with and i think that the we're kind of like seeing this new evolution of the sport in a sense with the star the farm now like you're living out there full-time like since you signed with the team after minios last year like you've just been in that program and i think that you're one of the rare people that is competitive to every moto to every 
you know, being out there first, being the first guy. Like for me, one of my things is like, it's just waking up early. I like to be if whatever house I'm in I like to wake up early I don't like I'm next to my wife I'm not trying to beat my wife and shit but it's like I look at that as a small win for the day and it's like there's competition everywhere Mm -hmm. if you're looking for it and I think you're one of those gnarly little asshole kids that's how I grew up I grew up in school I don't even I didn't care if it was the answer was right as long as I had the paper to the lady first I, I my day was complete I sat back down and you know sat there while everyone was working so I was like I just finished that first and that's just how it was at school you know we did the running race or whatever it was I, I had to be first like it was no I had no other choice like if I wasn't first then frick maybe this girl didn't like me that day because I didn't turn my paper in first so I was like I always had to be first and then my family they always had to be first so it was just like a family thing we got to be first so when I go anywhere anything I do like it's just it's always it's always kind of a race like even in the gym you know I'm like I mean not say finish first because you can't really do that in the gym but like but there's a way you can win yeah exactly you can visibly win things when you do it and it like I mean I think for the average person it gets tiring but (laughs) There's, you're not the average it's person. It's just natural. You know? yeah. Like you yeah. just, that's what you only want to do. You may not always do it, but that's kind of what I always want to do. And is that so? Then moving to the star farm, and you've got all those guys are training every day. And it was, it's funny. Like I'd watch your videos from the goat farm. A for just riding technique stuff, and B, I feel like it could give me a real good look because you guys post raw motos basically. And it's like, you see where they start and then you see who passes who and you see who's finished and you like, you can, in that content, there's quite a lot of tell about who's doing what. And it, it definitely seems like you're one of those gnarly dudes that it's just every moto you're passing people and you're like, you're trying to break even your teammates every day. No, that's how it is. And like, sometimes I'll have a drill or something to do and they set me out front where I can't go as fast because I don't have my rear brake or something and then I get passed by someone. I'm like, no, I cannot do that. <laughs> like I'm giving these dudes confidence. <laughs> I don't know, every time I go out, it's gotta be a race and I gotta try and beat you. I don't know, that's just like, I want like my goal, like even, I mean, I get that my teammates and stuff, but again, it's, I gotta race you. Like it's still another guy I gotta go out there and race and if I'm giving them con- confidence even on practice day, it's not what I want to be doing. That's not like I want to be able to make sure you want to give your teammates confidence to stuff for them to go race. But like I'm gonna try and pass you in practice, you know, so you know at the race if I'm behind you that you can't beat me. That's and I think we could see that happen sometimes this year. You know, like I think Hangtown was the first one where it was that was the day at the goat farm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like I think that Bobby Reagan's an animal to mm-hmm. like. It would be. I mean, maybe you could speak on this a bit more. Like, I I envision a lot of, like, tension there at times because it is so cutthroat, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you've got this dude, Bobby Reagan, Mm -hmm. that owns the most badass team. He's got this crazy facility. Like, it's an NFL-type facility, except you guys aren't on the same... You're on the same team, but you're also... It's an individual sport. So, it's, like, a very, very unique dynamic and I'm sure it would be pretty intense at times it does even even with the guys sometimes it gets a little intense <laughs> out there <laughs> but I mean that. it's like dude you're literally we have so many guys on our team it's like you could be racing the top like me it was literally uh the last motor what was it yeah. Levi me and Cooper jo- right Cooper yeah like yeah. we were on the top we're t- we we're top three and then you practice with those guys every day. 
Yeah. So you want to make sure they know one that you can try and break their con like you can break them at a race, try and pass them, and you want to be able to ride with them clean at the practice track. Yeah. And not give them too much confidence. It's such a you got to play the game so hard. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I think it sets it sets you guys up though. Yeah. You know, for like for a lot of success, and it's a it's definitely like a ballsy play from Bobby's behalf and it's like his way or the highway too you know like you can't you can't opt out of that program and I think even seeing Levi leave to mm. pro cert like hey when have we ever seen a guy like leave star, leave star <laughs> Yamaha you know so it's like that's to me is like this system isn't for me like it's too much yeah it's you gotta be tough so I'm gonna say he's gotta be tough to be on that program and it's it ain't it ain't easy yeah did you yeah. expect that when you, well, I guess, throwing him into the wolves like that? I, I always like, see, tougher the better, to be honest. Like, I, we we're always tough on Hayden. <laughs> like, everything we did was, like, to the max, right? You know, everything. It's, uh, so I was just hoping to be tough enough, to be honest, you know? <laughs> like, really, I mean, we, like I said, I think we highly underestimated our preparation for, with, uh, getting ready to race pro, you know? Really? I, you guys didn't think you nailed it? Well, no, I thought I over... I don't want to be disrespectful, but I think we overestimated. Like, I just looked at some of the top guys. I'm like, man, if one day we could just beat those guys. And I didn't expect it to happen that quick in this season. Yeah, right? oh, so you guys thought that you would be worse than you were. We just thought, I just thought, like, I remember talking before the season started outdoors. We're like, dude, if we can get one podium outdoors, it'd be sick. That's so yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. I know, and, but in, in my head, I was like, I think I'm he probably win. knew. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, in my head, I like, in my head, yeah. I was grew up to be a winner. Yeah. I won amateurs, and in my head, I'm like, when I'm out there on the track and I'm in fifth place, I feel so uncomfortable. Like, I, I, I got to get to the lead. Like, I got to get to the lead. And, I mean, I don't feel, like, uncomfortable where I can't ride right. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like, I, like, it's only natural to be up front battling with the lead or battling up front the, the, on the podium spot. It's just, I don't know. When I was coming to the pro ranks that first full Supergrass season, I mean, I knew Supergrass was going to be harder than outdoors. And uh, I think people were, like, thought, like, oh, he's going to be way better in Supercross because he grew up on it. And then outdoors, I think he's going to struggle. Which, I mean, I came into Supercross with, like, this might take a little longer. You got the whoops, you got the peaky rhythms, you gotta have some, you gotta have that quick reaction time. It might take me a little bit to get going. And what, when did I, I don't remember what round Daytona was. I was, uh, and about halfway through, I got my first podium. Yeah. And then uh, ticked off another two podiums, and I was like, all right, we have podiums now, now we need to win. Like, yeah. now I know I can run up front. There's no reason why I can't go in. We had, what is it, I think two weeks to get ready for outdoors was it two weeks if that you literally have two weeks or something if that to get ready mm -hmm. for outdoors and it was fox raceway and i was like i was like i got it i mean i know i can do it yeah I, I mean outdoors is east and west coast together one you have double the competition i was just racing in supercross but i was like you grew up racing outdoors you grew up you're raised to be a winner and you need Paolo to go out is there. your backyard as well. Yeah, exactly. But everyone else's too. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Every guy, yeah, yeah. everyone's Paul's backyard right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone came down to Temecula yeah, yeah. in this yeah. area because I mean it's the pinnacle of this the sport right now. It's kind of moving out though. It's going to Florida now. Yeah. It's But most of the team, you got Pro Circuit, you had Star, you had, uh, I mean shoot, Honda was down here at one point. Like you had all of them down here. Yeah. So it was kind of like the spot. But yeah, just back to the winning thing, and it was like, I gotta get a win like soon. You know, I haven't won in a while. And I was like, 
I gotta get that. I gotta, I gotta get that itch back out of the way. And then I did it. So we got it done at Redbud. But it was still that one. That one it was a win, but it felt incomplete. Like I didn't do a. For, I didn't win a moto. Yeah. Like it was. Uh, it was not. It, I want to say given to me because uh, just the, situa the situation. It's a like it's racing. So nothing's really given in racing. But uh, I think with Hunter going down too, probably felt a bit. Yeah. Like I, you would have felt a bit like you'd want to want to beat him. No, straight exactly. Up. Yeah, I wanted to beat Hunter. That's that was my thing, and I mean it's obvious. I'm a rookie coming in, and Hunter's the guy to win. I, I mean I'll say it straight up. I just wanted to beat Hunter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well Shugel, uh, he was behind me, and then I was like, I just started getting going. He fell, and I was like, damn it. Like I wanted to do, you know, one of those little freaking try and break away from Hunter, and uh, and, and then uh, and then I think he got back up and like kind of got back up to us, and then I kind of like lit up in that first moto, like kinda, and I got you know won the first moto, and then second moto is where I felt really good. Yeah. It was weird, like I like ticked, like halfway through, I was like I just started going, like finding good lines, flowing the track super gnarly, and uh, I remember I was hitting the jump, I see Hunter just further, 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 and I was like. This is sick. <laughs> this like this is, is the, the first time where I was like, dude, I'm like I'm doing it, you know, like I'm going. And uh, that was just, you know, much respect for Hunter because he's obviously super good. He's won his championships, but like again, that was just like it was almost like a dream come true for me in the pro ranks to like get in the first and then just start seeing the guys that I dreamed of beating just go back. And then I mean, obviously there's races where he's beat me straight up multiple times. He's that's that's just Hunter's good, and I got a lot to learn still to get to that point where I dominate. But again, that was like a dream come true to just leave those guys. Dude, the, I was standing right at the whoop section yeah. at Washougal, and we actually spoke about it but like after practice where I was like, I think inside two, three, three, and then out is gonna be good. And there was literally, uh, it was halfway through, you just come through and you nailed, like you weren't nailing those, but no one really was yeah, like yeah. in that second moto. And then you just nailed that line through the whoops and it was like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Later. It was just. It's like a second or two seconds a lap. Crazy. And, and you did it the first moto a few times. Didn't yeah, you? and then the second moto was super slick. They watered well, it. It was, yeah. it was like a roll two, three, four yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Everyone and, knew about it. That's the thing. It wasn't like second moto where Hayden figured it out. Everyone no, knew what you were supposed was, to do. They just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. You gotta have bikes. <laughs> I, I think I think a lot of that comes from those little jumps like that. I rode BMX a lot. Like I went to the skate park. I rode with all the good BMXers. Like they they you know all the tricks, all the massive hits we did. Like it's just like I don't know that bike skill you learned on a BMX bike, and then you got these doubles, triples. You gotta like fit the bike into them. It's like it's almost comes from BMX riding the pump track, hitting dirt jumps in my backyard on BMX, riding skate parks. You gotta hit the little transitions every here and there, and it's just learning from all different aspects where it's not just dirt bikes. You know, you gotta take parts from what you've grew up doing as well. That yeah, uh, and sorry to touch on that. <clears throat> Before I forget, that's why I'll cut you off. Otherwise, I'll forget what I'm yeah, gonna yeah. say. But uh, that foundation we built with Hayden coming up with all that. It's, it's real, well rounded, right? There's little things we, we missed and we need to work on, right? That I still need to get. But what do you do at this point? Just go down the, the training facility road and just pound motos, mm. hit the lap times, scrimmage, scrimmage, scrimmage. Uh, or do you go, what worked for us? Yeah. All the, all the other stuff. 
you know, hitting ramps, doing BMX, doing this, doing that, still doing the motos, but adding in all this other stuff. Is this going to be the next form of athlete that is able to surpass the top guy who, who's set the standard right now? Obviously, Jed has set the new level, right? As far as what I see, uh, he set this new level. Will Tomac be able to beat him? I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see. But like I say, Jet obviously stepped up the program. Okay, so what's it going to take to step up above him? You know, so we got to think about this. Yeah, and we have a few years to think about it, right? Because you know, right? He's going to be in the lights class for a while. But my point is, what is it? Yeah, I don't think it's just pounding laps on the stopwatch. Yeah, at, at the training facility, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Well, Not I sure. think. Yeah, I think with mm. with you, from what I can see from the outside, is. You're one of these kids where if you didn't do dirt bikes, you could be like a Travis Pastrana. Like, I actually think you've got the Travis gene to where, like, I'll go do a double gainer oh, off yeah. that cliff. Like, yeah, yeah. and you'll be like, fuck yeah, I'll do Let's that. Do I used to um, be so unsafe when I was a kid. Like, I would do anything. <laughs> I think now, though, I'm, a, I'm more safe just because of the racing aspect. I gotta like, make sure I don't get hurt. But, like, dude, when I was a kid, I backflip to 65 at 10 years old like yeah. I, would, I just would do people anything. forget that yeah that's really gnarly <laughs> really gnarly, like you yeah. have to be kind of a yeah. fucked up kid to <laughs> yeah do that, look you at know? your 10 year old kid right now and picture him backflipping a dirt like would he do it like, would and you like let a, him do it uh, yeah. yeah and a legitimate <laughs> a legitimate dirt bike yeah and i was like yeah, i'm a little nervous I'm, it's all right and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that there's not many like, I think that's what made Travis really special. Mm-hmm. I think that there's like a level of, like, I mean, I don't know, like it, you'd, you'd have to get inside your mind, but there's just a level of like, just not caring in a sense where you can just. I think it's calculated risk, you know? And I think that, because you think about what is it really? Is it just, are, are you just crazier? Do you care less about getting hurt? I no, Travis, and I don't think that's it. I think Travis explained it best when we've had conversations about it. Like, why are we the ones on the roll-in at X Games? And when you look up in the crowd of 50,000s watching you, why is there 10 of us and 50,000 of them? What is it? And, and uh, so is it w- the willing to work hard, the willing to take risks? It's like, I think it's a way to your mind is able to calculate risk. And you just have a have a way of doing it to where, in my mind, I think I can do that. Like in my way, I'm calculating this. I think I have a chance of pulling this yeah. off. Where you, in your mind, can't calculate it. You know, where Travis is like, oh, I'm gonna jump roof to roof. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna flip from this building to this building. And to us, we're like, bro, that's <laughs> nor. Like my mind can't calculate that. Yeah, your yeah. mind can. Yeah. And I think that's what certain minds can do. And that's why I feel like when you have these extraordinary minds that can want to be challenged you have to keep challenging them yeah and and, uh there's something there and i'm still going down that path of how to keep it interesting everyone's like we got to keep it fun you got to keep it challenging that's what's fun to these type of minds yeah you know so that's kind of the game you know that's why i still like trying to figure out what is the, the path that keeps this momentum going this not this yeah like it just keeps what is that because right now he went to star star was like okay our pros are here okay I went now I'm the fastest guy what's next yeah you know it's like so okay what are we doing you know that's kind of where I'm at and um, and I don't know you know I gotta think about that but for what he's doing right now he can win what he's doing but like what is it yeah I I just like think about that stuff sometimes you know what is the challenge what is that 
keeps you wake up in the morning and going, fuck the internet today. When I woke up in the morning of that day I was gonna backflip my dirt bike, I freaking felt alive. Yeah. I was like, fuck, today's the day. I ain't backing out, I'm doing it. I think a lot of I think a lot of the I think a lot of the thing that gets you up to wanna do, even even if you're not doing anything fun for the day, you're just cranking out some hot hard motos because I'm be honest that's not always fun yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a grind it's that's the sport you gotta yeah. grind your stuff out but I think what gets me up in the morning is what I have written on my goal list when I walk out the thing like I read those and that's what kind of keeps that's where I'm like all right we have an unfinished job like we got to get the, we got to go get this like I had my goal went just win super motocross the championship and I just every morning I oh my, I literally I could you not every day I said it a hundred times in my head I will win super motocross. I will win, like I will win it, and we won it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I I think it's very impressive the way that I mean I think the first time we did the podcast you were doing the one two five supercross thing, and then even then it was like it's 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 cool to watch a kid right because like we were young, like I'm thirty five so I feel like I call you a kid still, <laughs> but it's like to watch a kid saying things like you were saying things in the podcast that you should say if you want to be a champion but it's like it's easy to say those things right (laughs) but then it's like it gets very obvious that you're a person that says those things and then does those things and it's like to you grew up in a crazy like I hate the word but like privileged environment you know like you're born you got a famous father you're in a fucking multi-million dollar winery <laughs> yeah so you should think you I should, should just go lay back him, go lay back on my pool yeah. and then go inside and play video games with my brother lay back on the pool I'll go ride my BMX bike here and there but I watch my dad and see what he's done and I'm like I want to be like that too I want to set my own path I want to amaze people I want to you know impress myself I want to you know win championships I want to make my own money a lot of money like he did it's like you see what your dad did and you could be the kid that just goes and lays back or you could be the kid that just wants something really bad. And I feel like, again, and you know, that's a parent thing also. Like, he didn't just let me mm. take the easy route. I'm sure, I mean, I was growing up to be a racer, and but there is a way this, he could have just let me take an easy route and be a normal kid, go to school, come home, and be spoiled. And, but he chose a different route. He wanted me to have a career, you know? He, he set me up in the right path to be a champion. And that's what I think that's different than just being a spoiled kid and privileged compared to me. You know, we're spoiled. You know, he bought me dirt bikes when I was younger. I had the best 65. I had the best 85. That's a that's another story. But, like, he wanted me to be a champion, and he raised me that way. And I feel like you gotta, you got to have the two parts to it where it's like you have a kid that wants to be a champion, and then you have a kid that just wants to chill. But he raised me to be a champion. I feel like you're either going to make it or not by the time when you're on super mini, you kind of know like this kid's going to make it or he's yeah. not, you know, like, uh, and, and that's when I was like, dude, let's go. It's like, it's time. We got to freaking start, you know, rolling supercross, going everywhere to get the comp- <clears throat> competition, going to club MX, spending time there. And, um, anyway, so we turned the switch up and then that was the last couple of years of super mini 125. Yeah. And then, okay, let's go tour the teams. Let's go see which team we want to race for. Cause we get to choose. We yeah. don't, it's, we have a choice, you know, which is pretty cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we went and toured all the teams, all the facilities. And, and I, we already had that conversation. You know, I, I don't think we said it last time cause I couldn't, but <laughs> we, we picked star Yamaha because it fit our gritty style. Yeah. Right. If it, if they were like, yeah, if I want to jump on the dozer and build a double right here, 
go ahead. Yeah. And I could, Baker ain't gonna let me do that. I promise <laughs> you that. Like, he ain't gonna let me cruise across his grass yeah. and start building jumps. Like, yeah. whatever. It's his deal. Like, our deal is gritty. And, and I feel like Star was like, whatever it takes to win, we'll do it. I said, okay, you're the right team. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to, if we want the engine to be more bottom in, or we want the suspension to be this way or this way, can we do it? Yeah, for sure. We'll have our techs there. Every time you ride, there's 10 techs on the track. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do That's it. That's how Bobby is, though. I yeah. probably shouldn't really say it, but uh, when we're, at, we're in the semi, he's like, do whatever you can to win. <laughs> and if anyone has a problem out there or if someone gets mad, then come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's what a good team saying is. saying throw me under the bus. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I'm as like, long as you figure out how to win <laughs> and then someone gets mad with you doing it, they come talk to me. Yeah, I'll do the rest. Yeah, I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's some Belichick shit right yeah. there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a. That, I mean, yeah. it, it happened at freaking Thunder Valley uh-huh. when I, uh, me and Hunter were battling. They got oh, they yeah. got mad and they came <laughs> talk to Bobby. Oh talking. yeah, Bobby handled it yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Just played the fifth, go straight yeah, to Bobby. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there in that conversation. I usually sit back. What were they pissed about? When I was riding Hunter Dirty. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was freaking. I couldn't ride that. Like my my bike set wasn't right there, so I was like, did not have. Speed. You struggled till Washougal, or like yeah. till a bit before, right? Yeah, we were we were trying some new stuff. We were trying to find that niche on the bike. And we found it at Washougal. I'll tell you that. But before <laughs> that, we were struggling with it. So we yeah. finally got a setup at Washougal. But before that, we were kept going and back and forth trying to find something that you know just because I was at the beginning of the season, my bike was good, but we needed more out of it. So we kept making big changes, and then yeah, at Thunder Valley it was wasn't the move yeah so the suspension setup just wasn't set up right for his style yeah uh the first half of the season yeah and we were searching searching and then finally found something middle yeah. of the season that was a good balanced bike and then let him do the rest yeah and instead of us trying to trick this trick that okay we got speed here speed that it was us like neutral platform yeah let you do the work yeah and then it's boom there yeah. we go you know so i want to go back to the saying I'm going to win SMX a hundred times. Like that was the thing when I very first spoke to you that I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Like you, it was, you look like the kind of kid that was midway through reading your 10th self-help book, you know? And it's like, you were sticking to that. Like I, for me, man, I had some books that like fully changed my life. Like just completely. One of the cool things I like about books is once you read something, that's like a way better idea than you've ever had in your head you just own that idea now. Like you can't unlearn that that thing, you know? Yeah. It's like the Atomic Habits was one for me where it was like, yeah. if you get 1% better at something every single day, you'll be 37 times better at that thing by the end of the year. Yeah. And then once you learn that, once you apply it and do it, then you're like, damn, I can do this to anything in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, what were the things like, Obviously, you've got your dad, but it, it seemed like there was more that you were doing yourself to, like, learn that mindset shit. Yeah, it was, uh, I watched a lot of David Goggins. It's, I mean, he's, if you watch that dude, he's the baddest dude alive. Like, he is he's gnarly. <laughs> and I just, I feel like you find these guys that you kind of are influenced by that kind of give you these thoughts. Like, in my races, I'll be, like, 30 minutes in or whatever, and if I feel like, something something I feel tired or I feel something's wrong I'm like you're so soft dude it's 30 minutes you're like and I'll be like you're a baby and I get in my head crazy and I just keep going and that's what I gotta do and that's what you know 
Like that's what uh, that's what uh, yeah. I watch Goggins a lot. He's freaking 200 miles with broken feet. I'm like I'm crying about 30 minutes. Like Death Valley. I'm, I gotta be a man right now. Like I uh, so I go into the David Goggins aspect and I just start thinking like what would he do right now? He wouldn't he wouldn't complain. You gotta be a man. You gotta be tough. You gotta fight through this. You gotta be strong. And uh, that's what I kind of think. And sometimes I'll be like hanging on for dear life. Like in that first moto at freaking uh, LA Coliseum, like. I don't know if it was the nerves or something, but I got the worst arm pump, and I was like oh, hanging on, really? and like I'm in my head just reciting David Goggins in my head. I'm like, come on, stay hard, come on, come <laughs> on, dude. And I was like, come on. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I made it through the moto without getting passed one more time. So, and we ended up getting it done. You know, I went in the semi. I just sat there and just kept reciting, I, I will win this, I will win this, I will win this. And uh, yeah, David Goggins on the line, just thinking of it, thinking of it, and got it done <laughs> it's got to be weird sitting in the in the room because they all sit in their little table like in a debrief after the moto with the guys you have to beat yeah it's so weird and then jordan smith sitting there just like but he's all i've got a million dollar or half a million right you know you can see it you see his wheels turning the and you've been in that position like, because ah, you, like I you've had x games yeah. like you would have seen that yeah. shit you know yeah like yeah. you'd know more than most. Yeah, and I sit and watch. Like I was there the night that him and Smitty got into it at Supercross, and like I, I sit back and watch it all. I just like I pay attention, just kind of like see how people react, and like you know, and just kind of it's kind of interesting to me, you know. And um, anyway, they, they're in that room after the first moto, and there's like there's the dude like that's yeah. your competition, right? Yeah, except Shimoda, and they just knew they had to all beat Shimoda, right? And to be honest, they're really. People think there's team tactics and team orders. Every fucking man is for himself. That's it. Every dude in that truck wants to win that half million dollars. They don't ain't trying to help him. No. They want the fucking 17-year-old kid to come in and win the fucking Supercross. Come on, dude. Like, no. Hell no. Like, you, you'd have to be like, hey, you can have half my prize money if you help me. That would probably be the way it'd have to happen. Like, But it just doesn't. You know? get it done yourself. And they still ain't going to do it. They're like, dude, they don't want to see. They don't want to. They want themselves to win. Oh, and everything. It. it just yeah. builds. Like, everything yeah. builds onto every other thing. Like, yeah. you finished the race yeah. at the last national, and then that leads you into Super Motocross, and then that leads you into the off-season, yeah. and then it's just, it never, yeah. ever stops. Like it's like what you said before, like, you can never let people win in this game. Yeah, that's why I told him, don't let Shimoda get momentum, dude, that last fucking national. He did, man. like, from the whole, from sick. Ironman. He was sick as a dog. And I'm like, fuck, dude, this last race, and we need to win. Like, we just need to end it like a freaking dude. Like, yeah. you're done, you know? Like, but as a gist, he's just sick enough to give Shimoda a little, like, yeah. And I'm like, I remember, like you're 15, catching him, 15 dude, minutes the in the first moto. moto, I was, like, catching Shimoda, and my body was, like, so fatigued. I mean, I got super sick, and, uh, like, it was one of those days where it's like, dude, it's your body, you feel drowsy, you feel yeah. weak, like, you don't want to, like, move much, and I was, like, 15 minutes in, I was so tired, I was like, damn, dude, like, I'm trying to catch him, and I just had to back it down, I was like, I, I can't, like, I just physically, my body's, like, not able to do it, and trust me, I was running some David Goggins through my head again, but, <laughs> dude, I, that was to a point where I was, like, I was just it's trying my hardest too. to hold hot, off the yeah. out. Like, I was going to hold off Vial. That was my goal, to hold off Vial. Yeah. That's where I was at. And, uh, I mean, I had to pulled him off. And then second moto, same thing. Just got to fight till the end, stay strong. But I just, I, I didn't have it in me to catch the moto. That's just my body wasn't able to, so. Yeah, but uh, your speed, the first moto, I'm like, oh, here we go. I mean, he's going to pull something out of his ass. But I was like, there's no way. There's no way he's beating these dudes today that sick. 
I'm like, there's no way. You can barely stay awake, and the hauler is just falling, like, sleeping all day, and he no. never didn't take a nap to save his life. Yeah. I, I can't sleep. Ever. So much energy. I like, <laughs> never <laughs> stayed, never took a nap once. Yeah, I'm not a nap. And he's sleeping in the motorhome, like, I'm like, shit. You're like, yeah, he's cool. Fuck. Like, and you were still yeah. sending that that yeah. thing. Yeah, and second moto, I'm like, we're done. Starting the second moto, done. He's so tired, right? And I was like, fuck, it's hot. We're gonna get smoked this second moto. And uh, fucking dude, held in there. I ended up second, I think, or yeah, something. I got second. I got. I went what two, yeah. three, two, two. Yeah, and I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's fucking good for how sick you were, you know? Yeah. Um, but it did give Shimoto a little like. Like, for oh, sure, man. Go, crazy, you know? crazy confidence. And yeah. then he took that into that whole playoff secret, yeah. series, you know? Yeah. And then that sur- first round was where? Uh, Charlotte? I won the first moto. Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte. yeah, you won the first moto. And, and the I was, second wasn't... moto, you, something happened second moto, I forget. Yeah, like, I crashed in the qualifying. I like, crashed early, yeah, in the day. You ate shit. Yeah. Oh, that was a, yeah, that was a big hit. A get hit. And it rang his bell. <laughs> we kind of just didn't say nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we just kind of like, eh. I mean, we, we, got, we, got checked. we got checked out, and they're like, yeah. you don't have a concussion. So we're like, yeah. you're good. But they I, made, yeah, I made. you know when you ring your bell, you're a little, yeah, a little like not... that. Even though you didn't have a concussion, I still, like, rung my bell pretty good. And, uh... But yeah, first moto was solid, and then second moto, I was just feeling the effects from that, but I can't have an excuse, so. Came into the next one, what was it, Chicago? Chicago, it was and, a straight out Yeah, and track. I did not have, the, I, I didn't have the speed room. No, you were sick again, you got strep throat. Oh, I got strep throat. throat. Yeah, I heard I you were sick throat. Yes, that I, I could show you pictures of it, you'd laugh. It was not. Oh my God. <laughs> he showed me his throat on Thursday before we fly. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Is wrong dude, dude, I looked like my throat was shut. Like, and the just, hole was oh, like this. Dude. His breathing hole was, like, it was shut. I raced with a gnarly. I'm, and I'm like, fuck. If the fa- if, <laughs> see, if the people behind the yeah. scenes that want to talk knew exactly what I had before a lot of these races, yeah. they'd yeah. be like, damn. So we call, which I don't like to do, get the antibiotics, get the Z packs, get you know, like we have to do something. Yeah. He's sick, dude. And uh, and because he, he woke up coughing, weak. And I'm like, fuck. It's a bacteria infection in your throat, you know, and. I'm like, okay, here we go. On a Z pack, which instantly kills your energy, right? Yeah. It's facts, data, it says it, you know? And, and I was like, hi, we got to do it. So we did it. And then we went into Chicago. That was a gnarly race, too, real rough. They didn't yeah, touch that was the track. Pretty wild. They went, didn't prep the track at all. There's a lot I could go in about that, which I won't. But uh, he he struggled at that one. I, too. And I whole shot of the first one and led almost the whole thing until like the end. And I was just, dude, again, tired. Yeah, he couldn't fight all the way through it. And then, uh, but somehow salvaged enough points again to still be in the fight, you know. Which by the time, cr- time yeah. we left there, I'm like, "Fuck, we're still in the fight." Like, okay, let's get a week and get healthy. Yeah, I just took let's that. Let's not week r- to worry about riding. Let's worry about getting yeah. healthy because that's what's gonna be help you win. If you can show up, like, oh, I'm ready. Well, good. We don't need to try to ride. Like, you know how to ride. Yeah, yeah, the riding. Right? You need can, to get healthy. Yeah. That's what we. That's what we kind of looked back to. Yeah. Is it's always we got to keep pounding laps. We're like. Dude, I know how to ride a dirt bike. I have good fitness. Let's get our body back to 100%. Mm-hmm. And then we did. And uh, even though I got freaking all tight in that first moto, my body was back to where it was supposed to be. Like, but I how race. good could it have been? You're sick like five days before on Z-Pack. And the yeah. Z-Pack didn't end until Tuesday, Wednesday that week. It's still in your system for a couple weeks. Like, was he really 100% that last round? Yeah. You know, he was good, but was he really 100%, you know? So that whole super motocross thing was struggle it was dude. just might have been the out. end of the season long season i don't think training. everyone like everyone just wore yeah. out and yeah. tired 
and he was winning or battling for wins the whole whole year, which Shimoda wasn't. Yeah. Shimoda didn't come on till the end, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's, a, that's a good I, point. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he was dealing with shit, too. I'm sure everyone is, like, at the end of the day, but <laughs> it was a freaking gnarly. Like, I think about this stuff. I'm like, you think of F1, top level of racing, and you think of NFL, top level sport. They have coaches. They have mental coaches. They have uh, trainers. They have nutritionists. Like if, if if this was correct, Hayden would have a nutritionist going. Here's your meals. Yeah. Here's your vitamins. Do you guys? Oh, you feel that? sick? We're going here. No, no one does in our sport, really. I mean, do they? Like, you know, no, I don't know. Do know. they? I, maybe they do. I don't think they do. Like, I'm just saying, there's many more levels. I think we can still go which is exciting because yeah. I'm like I think we can get way better still that, yeah know? that's yeah. a good part is yeah. knowing you're not maxed out yeah, yeah. like it's I'm seven, I'm 17 I'm I trust me I'm still growing I have a lot to grow into my body I have a lot to add to the program yeah. I have a lot to adjust with the program like it's not like we're at a spot where I'm 28 you're years old searching. no I'm 28 years old I'm like yeah, I just keep bouncing energy. around yeah. and not knowing like I, I don't have guidance like I don't know but my dad we have guidance I have a good dad I have guidance in my family where it's like we know what to do you know yeah. it's not just going to be a thing where it's like we're lost I think the smart money it's big money but I think the the smart money is private jets yeah because that's a time machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're working. It's such a big step, though. You go it's from a huge th- step, three dude. to five grand a weekend to, to fi- 15, 20, to 30 grand a weekend, depending if you go past two hours. I'm like, frick, dude, it's a big step. But everything in my life, I'm like, dude, do it. And then it out. figure it out. Figure it I'm out. The same. Let's just go and figure it out, <laughs> yeah. dude. You don't have to fly private every round, but Unadilla is a joke to get dude, to, right? Dude, the worst. There's a, I, get to, I can give you a handful of races that were a nightmare to get to. Even flying into LA Coliseum, you want to fly into a private airport would be nice. Yeah. Oh, way better, dude. <laughs> yeah. Going to Burbank, get a driver, pick you up, yeah. and get there. Yeah, like that. Level should be there. Stuart had his own jet. Like, it, it should be done. It can be done. That's why we need to bring more fans yeah. to the sport. But that's yeah. why, it, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's got like, a time. It's, it's going to take yeah, time. Yeah, Yamaha ain't paying for a private jet. But maybe maybe it's, um, who knows, some out Fortune 500 company that we need to find, you know? Yeah. To come in and, and say, okay, we're going to put something more on your bike. It's not even about the, putting shit on the bike anymore. It's about your social media. Yeah. It's about, hey, we'll post your, you know, whatever, dial soap ad in our YouTube once a week Did you can and, do, and uh, you're going to give us a half mil for a private jet this year because yeah. we want to freaking not floss and f- show you we're cool we want to freaking be peak performance you know and, and, that's, yeah. and that's that's yeah. what it is but, we already know we're cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, I don't need to freaking tell you with my jet right like fuck dude it's like, at the end of the day like we do cool shit right yeah. it's like you don't need to tell Pastrana he's cool yeah he's like bro what I know I already invented that shit bro like no you know, no you're like, right yeah. but yeah I mean that that sort of stuff to where it's like yeah crazy good nutrition you fly on a private jet to those shitty races like yeah. yeah you don't need to go to all of them but like man just to be able to dip Saturday night on your own yeah. time and buy one you know 3am you're in your own bed again yeah. and you've just got all sun all my like Sunday's your recovery day yeah that is literally his recovery day on a Sunday and it's on what a plane what are you doing it's you're on a plane. flying all day and you're, on and American not, Airlines not to mention that four in the morning the germs yeah. that, that's where you're getting yeah. sick from like, yeah you, so you, you, you ride all well, day you gotta think you ride all day Saturday 
you go till nighttime, till midnight, you may get a little couple hours of sleep to fly out in the morning so you can make it home. Your body is extremely weak. Yeah. And then now you're around a bunch of people that could be sick. Yeah. So now your body can't fight anything. It's just like, it's, it's just like, you gotta find something better. And you then that's your recovery. Yeah. And then Monday morning cycling, yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, so where's your recovery? Nah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, if you did the private jet thing, you could yeah. literally go back to the hotel. Let's say it's Supercross. Yeah. You go back to the hotel, you got no stress, sleep in, black out the room, sleep all Sunday, and then Sunday afternoon, you get a jet, yeah. you land, and then you do your Monday morning routine. Or you, you just know. freaking jump on the straight, straight from the away. track, you go to the jet, and you're home by freaking midnight. Yeah. You know, and you're in your own bed, Sunday, Sunday chilling, watching YouTube. But that's the that's the gains that the yeah. you know the program. Save two days a week. But you gotta yeah. with that again. It's like you're gonna have people gonna talk shit, which fuck it. Cares. <laughs> every because they're jealous of on the jet. Dude. Every every NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, you know, every NASCAR driver has a jet and a helicopter to get to it. Everyone goes because it's just time. So you're telling us we can't get to that level, you know? Is that what everyone's saying? Because you're in motocross? No, fuck that shit. That's lame. That's too cool if you do that. But if it's 30 grand a weekend, dude, that's three brand deals per weekend on social media and YouTube. The Deegan's presented by Thorn. You know what I mean? And people got to be cool with that. Like when you see athletes doing brand deals on their social you guys can't be like oh cheesy no he's getting paid dude good for yeah. him good yeah. for him like he has a value that's yeah. it that's where you want to get someday kid like that's a good thing it's well, not cheesy and it's, you know there's, there's been guys in the sport you know we can all thank ricky carmichael for elevating the fitness yeah. and the the grind and the the level that you can achieve physically to the sport you know and it's like we have to think we can't shit on that dude for that no. and you know that like there's guys that bring stuff to the table and it's like i mean you might just be the dude that does lift the highest paid guy like if you're the highest paid guy in the sport ever then it sort of just sets an expectation yeah. as to like hey this is what's possible and i mean dude jet would be fucking creaming it right now mm-hmm. you know like he's winning so many races yeah. his yeah. bonus program's unreal he's got jets and donuts mm-hmm. you know so it's like there's where we are in a new era like and i'm pumped for that i want that yeah. to be the way that the sport goes fuck i want to make a lot of money yeah. out of this shit too, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and no, then it's yeah. like it goes back in and we start to like lift the the culture and we start to i guess lift the I guess the lowest level, you know what I mean? Like, but the highest guy at the top sort of is able to drag everyone up. Yeah, and they need it needs to. And yeah, it's like a blueprint then that you can follow, right? Yeah, and I think the last time riders made a lot of money, like five mil, ten mil a year, was Stewart era. Yeah, Stewart era, Carmichael era. I mean, and then I, it like took a big dip after I that. I feel like yeah. Kenny and that would have made some pretty good money too, yep. though. Like, yeah. I, I think at the top, the guys have always been making millions. Yeah, yeah. I think that there was probably a time in that era when there were more of like the Andrew Shorts and the Tim uh-huh. Ferries and like those dudes were probably still making a mil. A mil you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's just always been pretty high at the top, but maybe just not as thick. For yeah, and Kenny else. did a good job of like getting like 
Isn't like Brightling yeah, watching? Like he did, yeah. he did a good job. Like Astafin was smart. He did like got a bunch of outside money. Cause there, there was one way to do it. Everyone keeps grinding the industry for more money. No, it's, it's the worst and idea. You got to go outside the industry. Yeah, and bring it in. Yeah, that's where the money is. Yeah. There's so much yeah. more money outside of yeah. YZ250Fs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot more shit that gets sold in America than those. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And it's funny because I see Triumph coming in and. Um, like all these companies they come in that's like, great come on yeah. like bring it and you see you know the fans talk oh the bikes for KTM but shut up dude like who cares it's another ride it's more jobs for riders yeah. more and, you know and I can pull my hair out all day and talk about like dude shouldn't be in the 250 class at 30 40 years old dude you know and and I'm not talking like I don't want to I'm not setting people out I'm saying I think the sport the reason I say that is I think the sport should allow more access for the young athlete to have a chance at a ride. Yeah. So if you're 25, I think you're probably 25 is kind of that tipping point where you should be have to move to 450. And that's, I feel like, and that would open up more rides for the young riders that have spent their whole amateur career and their dad's whole checkbook to make it to be a pro. And yeah. they don't have a spot to race because you got old dudes in there trying to win championships because that's the rules and it's allowed and it's okay. But I think fine. they're doing that because there's nowhere for them to go. Like yeah. how sad is it to lose yeah. like a like a Justin Hill yeah, yeah. that won a pro circuit title and then doesn't get a 450 ride? Yeah, that's yeah. just you weird. know. So I think that <laughs> yeah, it's like there's got to be there's, yeah. there has to be more, and but then the sport has to value more than just the three dudes on the podium. Yeah, you know? yeah they got to feed it back and tell the stories through it, the whole paddock, you yeah. know. Yeah. But no, I, I know that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But uh, you know, the rules are the rules. I get it. people just do what they're allowed to do. It's no one's no rider's fault. But I just think is for the, the health of the sport. Yeah. Getting new and kids coming through. Getting new blood coming them out. in. You know, yeah. new blood like keep it exciting. Yeah, it's not it just exciting. this. I mean, not just the same guy. Like, this like you're watching every like for the past eight years. It's in the kind of in the same yeah. spot. And if you get a dud guy, you got that dud dude for a while, right? Yeah, well, he's but, just yeah. a dude that's just in that spot. Like, imagine that if you just had win. new kids coming in. Like, all right, where's he gonna stack up this year? Maybe he doesn't stack up as good. Well, next year we're gonna have more kids moving up. You know, it's like it's not just gonna be we have one kid every here and there, and then this 28 year old is just in this same spot for the past eight years. Yeah, it's just it, I don't know. Well, I think you and Hunter have been two really good examples of like I think I think a big thing that's really going to help that you're going to be a massive part of is and Adam Cincerelli said this on the podcast the other day right <coughs> so he said that I wasn't until I was like fully established won a championship on a 250 in the 450 class like Factory Cowie one of the big names where I felt like I could have a personality mm-hmm. that's fucked up yeah. and that's a huge like a that's holding the sport down mm-hmm. you come in this is your first year and you said whatever you wanted on the podium yeah. you like lit the place up you had a huge fan base that's going to be with you your whole life like if this if if you don't like something at supercross you can say it yeah mm-hmm. people haven't been in that position hunter is the same but hunter wasn't like that Hunter had to really like earn those stripes for people to be able to like listen to him the way that he does now. Like, yeah. I feel like if Hunter says something now on a podium or in a press conference, yeah, people listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, yeah. Dude. yeah that's like, how it is. That's fair enough. He bro. earned it. He earned it. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think that in the past, the sport has been kind of bad for like shutting someone down. It's like, bro, 
Villapoto won four titles in a row and didn't say shit. Yeah. All right, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know, <laughs> so it's like that that mold needs to get broken. Yeah. And I think that you're probably the first kid that's come in and been able to just do and say what you want to do. And because it, again, it's like you guys in a way you know like you can kind of transcend the sport like if yeah. you didn't race a race so like so why like, is the moto media so so crippling why are they why are they so snip your balls and keep you in this little thing because like say for example when hayden goes up on the podium with american flags yeah it's saying this saying that the moto media doesn't fully embrace and go whoa we got a character dude this is good like yeah. this is exciting it's polarizing uh, and, oh well, that's bad. He, this is bad. This is bad. Uh, this and get the fans to get mad, and the fans are like, <laughs> and it's just like, eh, let's get them back in this box, you yeah. know? I don't get it. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I mean, I wish yeah. I had the answer. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Even the podium interviews, like, man, I, if I hear another podium interview that's exactly the same, it's just like, but it's bro, the... stop doing that. Like, it's not helping the sport. I get it. Your sponsors are sitting there, like. You know, but they're not selling shit because no one's listening. No, you know what I'm saying? Out, yeah. You may like, it's he said meme. my word, it's he said meme. my company name. Yeah. No one's listening, You don't have bro. to say to sponsor, but if you have a character on the podium, yeah. they're looking at your bike, they're yeah. watching you race. Yeah. So if you, if they don't even watch you race and then you dank your sponsor, they're not, they're probably <laughs> grabbing food from the kitchen. Yeah. They're Dude, like, yeah, perfect yeah. example, you're wearing a Gucci shirt right now. Where's your Star Yamaha, bro? <laughs> Where's your fucking Star Yamaha? Hey, Gucci's guess what? paying him all kinds of money, I still, I still know what you ride. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I didn't forget. Yeah. I didn't forget in this conversation yeah, 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 yeah. that That's you're what I'm to It's not always a, you don't always need the button up yeah. freaking you watch football players, yeah. they show up to the game with whatever they want on. They don't yeah. show up with a freaking a Broncos suit or Same Bron as the press conference. Because they dude. know who they yeah. are. Yeah. They they have a name outside of their on the podium speech. Yeah. It's like Yeah, your char your character value is the most valuable thing you can have in, in uh and the sponsor should see that. The more valuable his character is, the more your product's gonna sell when he uses it. End of story dude. Yeah. Your product you're not you're not putting your product on him to make him cool. He's making your product cool. Yeah. So let him be cool. Yeah. Right? And you just go along for the ride because your shit's gonna sell. You yeah. know? And I know because I've done it. Yeah. Built yeah. brands. I know. I know both sides of the game, dude. You know, like I've done it all from building brands. So at the end of the day, you let the athlete be build as let big cook, persona man. as you can, <laughs> let dude. Him cook. Great. Let it do. It. Yeah. Let it, please do it. Yeah. And I'm backing it. Yeah. You know, let it, let's, that those are the best sponsors, you know. The ones that try to put you in a box, you're like it doesn't do this out right you know they're trying to make you a number and and uh so the team like okay it's about the team's strength you know and i don't know i feel like the it's still about the athlete in racing i still think it's about the athlete you know that's what's drawing the crowds you know yeah. i don't i don't think it's because like chevy and ford we're, you know you got the chevy ford guy going to nascar right i don't think i don't know do you, is it is it like a guy's coming because they ride a yamaha or is it because you know, Stewart's racing a Yamaha. I don't know. You know, yeah. I think it's more because Stewart's there. You know. I yeah, think. You, I think that. Yeah, you, you would have seen. You would have sold a lot of KTM's, and you would have yeah. sold a lot of Yamaha. Yeah. So many little kids come up to me like, dude. <laughs> or parents would be like, I had to buy my kid a Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I'm wearing my Gucci. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing my Gucci shirt, but they see me this. ride and they see what we do on YouTube and they see all the other stuff, which makes the kids want want a Yamaha. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I just, I think that, you know, you were saying before, like, what does it take? It's like, I think that a few people like you, like Hunter, 
that have able to, you know, dude, Hunter wears like, I don't know what his watch should be worth, but it's like, he's yeah. got his own, yeah, yeah, you know, like flavor, he's got yeah. his, he likes cars, yeah. he likes watches, he likes golf, yeah. like dude, lean in, yeah, yeah. you know? And no, it's like, there's people out there that they resonate with that. But yeah. I guess the point is, is that, you know, you've got a chance now to where you don't have to fit in the box because you've, there's like something outside of racing that is tangible like you guys have your own brand and you know if tomorrow star pulled the budget yeah pull the right uh, big deal like we'll figure it out we're good thank yeah, you yeah, but yeah. you know we got this now yeah. and it's like it's a rare position i just hope that more kids that come in you know like, like ride a d at gas gas like i hope he really yeah. lets his shit hang yeah. now like he's a cool kid and it's like he's different to you yeah but he's in the lights class. He hasn't won shit. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he can't still be cool and show us who he is? That's and, another, yeah, and think, not get roasted. That's that. why I think, it, like like him, they need to they need to start speaking out now. You yeah. know, I, I that's another thing. What you said about Alice Cicerello, I feel like Ryder, if he starts winning, then he's gonna start talking. Yeah. I feel like right now you gotta start building it. You know, start yeah. building up the hype. Which I mean, I don't know how their what their whole persona is, but that's kind of how I see it. Well, I had an interesting conversation with Vince Freeze the other day at, at Icon at Charles's. And I was saying to Vince, like, I gave him an opportunity, like, the pre- I love the press conferences. Like, that to me, I just, I'd fly, if I could do it, I'd fly a, a private jet to do the press conference and then I'd fly home because that's well, like... He's sewing in there. It's can, the most fun. I'm like, like, who is this guy asking a question from, like, Moto, uh, it was, like, Moto Cuba or something. I'm like, hey, whatever, like, somewhere, I'm like, who is Who's this guy asking questions right now? Like, who do they let in here, bro? Is this even real? You know? That's it's very gnarly when your social media is 10 times stronger than any media guy in there to saying anything. Yeah, So yeah. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I feel like the, the Supercross and Motocross need to do better with getting a bigger media outlet in there yeah. to ask the questions Please. than just a bunch of dudes trying to build their... Uh, their YouTube, their YouTube channels, channels, dude. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I feel like they need to start... I don't feel like... I don't feel like a dude with... 12,000 subscribers on their Moto YouTube channel is going to build the sport. Like, there's no point even having those guys in there. Yeah. Like, you, you have a big name over two countries, and obviously more countries, but you, you're bringing it to Australia. Like, it's those guys, like, some little channel in there. Like, they're just building their own channel. Like, they must be paying to be in there. Yeah. I don't think so. I Don't they do, like, the little combine thing before for the, like, the media guys? Like, what's it called? They have the... the scrum or yeah, something? Yeah, the media yeah. scrubs. For the, for the smaller guys, maybe? Yeah. I don't know, it would just be cool to get bigger media in our sport. But, and I think, like, they, there is a, an effort that's being done <laughs> yeah. from Feld, like, it, yeah. and, and MX Sports. Like, I, at Washougal this year, I spoke to those guys, and, and I just said, like, hey, if you need anything from me, like, this is a, I think we leave a lot on the table here yeah. by not doing this to, like, its maximum potential. And then, you know, I think that, if you got a guy asking you a question from ESPN or if it's from like Barstool Sports or like, yeah. you know, that, then it's like, a, it is a different vibe it, with you're you, giving them you know an, what I You're mean? giving them an answer, like you're giving them like, you know, like this is going to blow up. Yeah. Type of answer, not yeah. I'm helping you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different. It's different. And, and, and Barstool doesn't want to hear how your tires hooked up on the nah, track, bro. They, they they're talking about Taylor Swift and a, fucking whatever yeah, his name is. Like, yeah, 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 the most yeah. media they're yeah. going to get, right? Like. Yeah, and that's what the sports helps the sports. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's 
people have to be more creative and support the athletes when they want to be creative, right? Yeah. When an athlete wants to be a character, support it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know, so it's over the boring athletes and the boring, because it just doesn't, it's, to me, that's a take mentality. You're just taking from the sport. Dude. Yeah. You're just taking that money and doing your thing. You yeah, and, and I think, like, you know, to your what you are saying before, like, let's say a Ryder D is in the press conference and he's, you know, says some shit. It's like, guys that what's happened you spoke on it before is like you got the traditional most guys feel like I don't want to say anything that's going to cause me trouble right so I'll go back to the Vince Freeze thing so I went to the I went to the the first World Supercross like just so I could be in the press conference flew to fucking London just to do it and Kenny's in there uh, I think I can't remember who was on the box was that it night. Freezy yeah Freezy he beat Ken in a moto yeah. like, isn't that when he took up. out his teammate or something nah that, that was, was the year last before year. that was a shit show yeah um, <laughs> that would have been a good bro. but so I said to Freeze before the thing I was like I'm gonna ask you some shit and like yeah. fully go at me like if you want yeah yeah cool that's so, smart and I said smart. And so Be then ready. I get in there and yeah. I said hey man like honestly I talked a bunch of shit on you last year when you did the teammate yeah. thing I think you deserve that but also, you just beat Ken Roxon yeah. straight up in a moto. So talk your shit. Like yeah. I'm free. I'll eat all my. <laughs> I'll eat it right yeah. now. Like let me have it. And he didn't. Yeah. And I was like, dude. And I said to him, "Is your gym. chance?" And yeah. I was like, "Man, why didn't you do that?" And he was like, "Oh, you know, I just don't want to start." And I'm like, "Bro, you can't have that mentality." Like people are already talking shit on you. There's dog. no point. These people <laughs> are with, every- I'm cool with yeah. it. Like I can take it. Yeah. And it's like that's really cool. People yeah. want that. You yeah. know. And like he. He has like an idea. Nick Diaz in just slaps the hat off the reporter. Straight <laughs> up, dude. You yeah. know? And I would have been cool with yeah. it. Like, I tried to make it happen because yeah. it's like, hey, bro, you killed it tonight. It's like, our sport, dude. Yeah. And you get crucified if you're like, yeah. So I think like, that needs to, like, if we could all get on the same page, like, yeah. and and let's say it is the dudes that have 12,000 subscribers on YouTube that are in there, like, they know, motor, like, don't talk shit. And like, go at them. Let yeah. everyone. Let's all get in on this together. Let's yeah. stop thinking about this as like personal shit. Like, like I said, I don't take it personally. Let's just think like, what what interaction? That's why. That would be funny. You could be like, bro, what YouTube channel are you with? And he'll say whatever. Say, how many subscribers you got? Yeah, dog? yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, ah, six thousand. And then there would be his I'm next like, video. Would be, what, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then what they, are you get, doing they in get offended here? instead of thinking it is some. Yeah, they go, oh look, a cool guy putting down little guy. Yeah. I don't but then know. again, you just, just helped him out. Yeah. yeah. But in a, yeah. in a way, if I were just gonna give him a normal answer, he's not gonna get anything out of it. No, exactly. If I were to mess with yeah. him, he's For gonna get something. Like ten times, like the dude who got his hat smacked off by Diaz, he was all over the internet. <laughs> yeah. All over the internet, dude. Yeah. Or the dude who got choked out that looked like Jake Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Paul. Logan Paul. And I'm like, now I know who that guy exactly. is. Exactly. It's it's like, all choked, a game. Yeah. Like. Be cool with getting choked out, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, let's, it's yeah. like the yeah. The moral of the story is like, let's all get in on this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like let's all work together. But instead, it's like a, you say that I'm gonna pull you down. But yeah. I think that's like the low hanging fruit. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, that's yeah. what's easy. They're gonna get some views off it, but not what the amount you really could if you played it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, let's go controversial then. I'm yeah. gonna fucking be that dickhead media guy now. <laughs> Captain America, bro. <laughs> hey? Captain America. Oh, uh, America Cross Nation starts in like six hours, man, and uh, you're in Specula. Shoot, dude. <laughs> you called it? I actually have to hit this one on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, one, I just 
team-wise, cannot go there because it's a team decision. And uh, another thing, just besides the team aspect, the team not letting me go, I've raced like 11 months straight. Yeah. <laughs> I need to recover. And that's for my own personal. I got to get my body back to, you know, 100%, recover, get that itch back. And then there's also the fact I would be on a stock Yamaha 250 because my team's not bringing a bike over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we spoke a little bit, and they basically, like, so Yamaha was, it was, like, kind of on the fence that it was going to happen. They kind of had a deadline, mm-hmm. the deadline went, okay. and then that was it. Like, there was no chance of, of Yamaha going, basically. Yeah, Bobby doesn't mess around. At the end of the day, Bobby said, we'll go. These are the terms. We want to know by Friday. They didn't call him by Friday. He said, we're out. Because yeah. he's got to support it. He's got to pay yeah. for it. So he's like, hey, we'll do it at these terms. Let me know by Friday. Yeah. And Hayden's like, go, let's go. Going to win. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and so. it didn't go through. And, it uh, didn't and happen, I so, mean, yeah. you sitting here now, like, saying you need rest and stuff. Like, yeah, that's true. But you would have gone for sure. Oh, like, yeah. If, you, if, it if would have cut off the back, sickest year, dude. If they would have called us back with Friday, agreeing to the terms, we'd all be there right now. We'd mm. be in, where was it, France? We're getting ready to freaking try and win that thing. Mm. But. It, they didn't call him back. They didn't. They didn't help us at all. Try and get the program together. So then it just didn't go through. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean. So that you know anyone like saying oh he didn't want to go or this that <laughs> they're just stirring drama, just trying yeah. to get some clicks. And that, I mean if anyone knew anything about the sport, you know the teams have to make the call to support it because they have to fund it. So it's that's the first decision. Yeah. And then we learn all this, like, it's our first go around on that one. So yeah. we were like, I mean, everyone, like, people are calling me. I'm like, why are you calling me, dude? Like, I don't make that call. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't own this team, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I go, hey, he's ready to go. Do whatever you, whatever you tell him to do, he's ready to go. If he's going, he's going to go to win. Yeah. Like, that's it. So what are we doing? Bobby's called Bobby, and he said, here's what I'm doing. This is the deadline. I said, all right, cool. Let, me, let us know. I do want to go yeah. over there and race the GP, though. That would be so fun. Yeah. Not a sand one though, because I gotta work on the sand. But like a normal, like a, just a GP, that'd be fun to go do. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I mean, they're, they're so gnarly. I want. I wonder where a... I'd stack up against those guys. Like, oh, I don't know. You'd do good. Yeah, it'd be cool. And like the lights class at uh, well, MX2. Uh, MX2 at uh, some good track that's yeah. actually dirt. Yeah. And not like Caroli's practice track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, one of the ones it. where people don't really get to go that often. Like the first one in Chile. Have you ever seen that track? Uh, Dude, yeah. it is not. You should watch GPs, bro. I know. Do you I, watch much moto? Probably not, eh? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see what's on the internet. I but. see what's on Instagram, but I don't watch dirt bikes, really. Yeah. Yeah, the G, there's some, like, dope GP tracks. Yeah, we watch our every race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <we're laughs> every sure race sure. on Peacock, every race of the outdoors. Definitely watch those. On. Oh, oh, yeah, our races, we study them back. But, like, yeah. other outside of our stuff, yeah. like, outside of my racing, I don't watch any GP. I don't I just don't, I just can't sit there and watch a whole race day if I'm not, like, studying myself. It's yeah. Kinda weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. Hayden, uh, sorry, Hayden, Hunter had the just wide open goal goal was open and the last few rounds of outdoors and fmx he could have just buried you with the whole like oh wait, where's captain america yeah, 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 yeah. i was like i was waiting for it i was like dude this is the best yeah. shit talking you could <laughs> yeah, possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. do oh, right i know now. trust he, me i was missed it. i was yeah. hoping i wanted to get i just wanted to freaking start arguing with someone i was like dude somebody come on come on <laughs> but no one freaking opens their mouth they just and they then the way i mean hunter tries i hear him 
he tries to, you know, chirp up a little bit, but he, he does it in a way where it's almost like quiet. Yeah. He's like, uh, hey, he's smart, uh, dude. He's, smart. he's yeah. like, uh, he's smart. maybe you just got to grit your teeth and go. And I was like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Like, all right. Like, I see what he's trying to say. Yeah, he's he trying smart, to He's trying to yeah. make a shot, but he does it in a silent way where he, like, just takes a shot without having any ammo so, to come back at him. So a, what, what do you call that? It's like a third-tier shot where you say it because you know the fans are going to say what you want to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how oh, you name smart, that. Bro. Yeah. It's, a, it's a chess move. He's it's like, like a, a Tate chess move. Like, I'm just kick, open. Kick, kick, I just kick, want kick, everyone kick, to hear it. I'll just yell it out loud. Yeah, yeah. So but, this is what he's doing, yeah. right? So he is coming at you in a way that the only way people would know he came at you as if you responded. Exactly. So he puts yeah. the ball in your he, court. Uh, yeah, yeah. He said what he wanted to say, yeah. but it's not a thing until you bite back. Yeah. So it's, he's playing. He's yeah, then a, it's a he's, chess game. Yeah, he's, he's over. Now he's out of the class. Get away till I get to a 450 to stir some more stuff up. I Which mean, I think it was great. Hunter was stayed, awesome. in, stayed in the lights class because I feel like if Hunter wasn't in there points-wise, Hayden probably would have won the Supercross deal, right? Uh, and then outdoors would have been pretty close to winning the outdoors deal. I think with Hunter in there, it showed the level of another level I got to get to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd been like, "Damn, bro, you got the level, right? You're, yeah. We're good." Like, but like seeing Hunter's level, you're like, "All right, we got work to do, dude. This dude's got high level shit, so we got to keep working." And I like what their dad said when he said, "Hey, man, if you want what they got, come get it. Yeah. Work, work ass off." It's, you can get it too like it's free for everyone and I said yeah it's, that's right that's good you know that's I like that attitude you know so I'm like alright let's go it's a cool position <laughs> for you obviously I'm super close with those guys as well yeah and for me I think it's really cool to know that you look up to Dazzy in a lot of I ways I respect what he says and that yeah. you are looking at Hunter with a lot of yeah, like, I, res- re- I respect. respect Hunter. Yeah. I, I, like, you have to. It's, you have to. You have to learn from the guys that are better from you. You got to take your shots at him too to mess with them. But again, you have to learn from them. You have to. You got to respect him. He's hitting the work. Yeah. And trust me, dude. I'm. He got his brother dominated him like for two straight years, and then he learned a lot from his brother. I'm sure. Which I mean, it's probably hard from. If my little brother was beating me, I'd be like, touching him probably. I'd be hitting <laughs> like, the shoulder a lot. But, I mean, he learned from him, and he used it. He ended up using it, and then he dominated the 250 class. And I had my chance to battle with him. I beat him a couple times and then learned from him. So it's like there was a new level of speed Hunter did have. He would pass you. He'd, he'd be, could pass you. So that's kind of a cool thing I got to learn this year is how fast you can go on a 250 and learn some technique. They got crazy good technique. And I do think also, I mean, technique's a big part, but... There's always your own riding style too. I mean, you you can't go. I gotta ride like Jet Lawrence. I, I mean that's that works for him. But again, it I don't think it's gonna work for everybody. I do think that uh, you gotta have your own you know your own natural technique and also uh, coordinate those little things that they do to make yourself better and then the things we know to make yourself better and try to make something better. You know. Yeah, and I think with Hunter too. It wasn't just his speed this year. Like, mentally, he just won every race before he went there. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. I think that there's that's the level you want to get to. Like, I mean, I don't know whether you would have... Like, I would always say there's a difference between thinking and knowing. So, like, I'm sure you went to races this year thinking you could win. Yeah. Amateur. And I'm sure every amateur. Every amateur race I went knowing I was... Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I so, there's a, there's a big difference in that. And I, I don't even know how many guys... 
are aware of it. <laughs> I'm sure Hunter was toward the end of the season was like, this freaking little shit, dude. Oh, Just right. giving him fits, you know, which yeah. is like, cool. It's competition, man. Yeah. Like, and we, we have the utmost respect for those guys, right? They, they are bringing the sport up. And hopefully, I'm just happy that we're even in the conversation that Hayden's like, okay, that it's them too. Like, you know, perfect. This is going to play out perfectly, yeah. right? We hopefully can raise this whole thing up together and freaking make everyone more money. Make yeah. the sport bigger. Hopefully, you know, I'm glad there's a, there's a yin to the yang, you know? Oh, and and I think that, yeah, that's such like a balanced perspective mm-hmm. and way to look at it. And you've done this before. But he's still got to believe he can beat him. Yeah. And Which I, know I think that, you do. I do. He can't ever I'm so think confident they're... It's bad. He can't ever think <laughs> they're untouchable. No. Which a lot... I think 99% of the, the t- people line up against him think that. Yeah. Which he's... Uh, he's got to believe he's got their number. Once I beat Hunter... Point, yeah. Once I beat Hunter once, yeah. I... From there on, it was... I'm going to beat him. Yeah. It wasn't... I'm going to try and beat him. It was just like, once I once I was able to beat him once, it was in my head to just keep trying to beat him. Yeah. Not really trying, keep like, almost trying to, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, trying, yeah. That's what trying. Stewart said. Stewart's, <coughs> Stewart hits it on the money, dude. Stewart says it how it is. He's not scared of what people say about him. He's like, ah, Hayden's guy, this is the worst thing they can let Hayden do right now is dominate. What he's doing today oh. is the worst thing these guys can let yeah. him do. Yeah. And he calls it, because he, dude, he's been there, done it. He's, he, dude, that dude nails it on the money. Like, when the whole Jordan Smith happened, he was the only one who said it correctly. What was his title? Where he said, ah, Hayden came in and put him a little high after the whoops, and then uh, Smitty, like, swerved at him. No one saw that. No, I, yeah, After yeah. the whoops, yeah. Uh, Hayden put him up, but he didn't send him. Hayden could have sent him. And then he come back. He gave on that him room, and yeah. then then he kind of went to the side, and then Smitty swerved at him. I was like, all right, let's and get then, it. And then he was like, all right, we're playing, let's play, right? And then no one caught that. Stewart no, did. The problem is, yeah. the problem is what Smitty did mess up is I I, I didn't take him out. I could have hit him hard right there. Yeah. And he then was on the outside. I, I got on the outside, and Smitty slams on the brakes. Wait, what did he, he slams on the brakes? No, he swerved at you first. No, when we went before the left, yeah, swerved at the beginning, we hit the right, then that straight away before that uh, left. Oh, yeah, Remember you were going to sl- cut under him. Yeah. No, he slammed on the brakes, looked at me, uh-huh. and I was like, what are we doing here? And then and he then gassed he was, it, he and then I just cut it. under yeah, him. And yeah, I was like, we're yeah. playing too many games, like, just move. And then I just... Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, there was a lot and of... And I almost get landed on by Martin. <laughs> there was a lot of mixed commute signals there. Yeah, and that yeah. Stuart hit it on the money. He's yeah. like, it was a bad text to a bad text to like, yeah. what are you doing, dude? I don't know, what are you doing? Let's, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and it, and it was, that was it. And then it was over, and that yeah. was it, you know? Yeah. And uh, Stuart nailed it. I t- said it later to his guys, I'm like, he nailed that one. He was the only one that nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, when you look at this season... <laughs> What what are the key races for you confidence wise? Because futures, you were shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that was bad. Like, that was crazy. That was to a me. lot of pressure, dude. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like that was like your one race in your life where all because it doesn't seem like pressure gets to you much, right? No. At all. But it seemed like there was one race where it's like all the pressure bottled up your entire career is where the pressure was like on that race and then you sucked and then you were like, okay, cool, I'm done with sucking (laughs) under pressure now. Like that was my one time. Yeah, Futures was, that was, wow, that was bad. I I know, I feel like it was a little better though leading into Supercross with coming in after getting fifth at a Futures race, just knowing like... It probably like leveled your expectations and humbled you a little bit. Yeah, it did. Because I was like, I mean, dude, I got a last place start then I crashed. And then, like, in the race, I was just, like, making so many mistakes. Like, I just couldn't hit the rhythms yeah. right. I, and you were around like, people that were making mistakes, Exactly. Too. But And then I was, like, 
it was a little frightening coming into Supercross knowing that that's how your future round went. But again, it was like now I have pressure lifted off me knowing that I'm not, I didn't just win futures. And now they're like, all right, he's going to win round one. Yeah. It was kind of just coming to round one and then just start learning. And that's, I mean, even though people that talk, I still wouldn't listen to them anyways if I would have won that first round. But again, it kind of did lift a little pressure off just knowing like you're coming into the first round just to go learn, <laughs> have fun. Yeah. That was a weird night, dude. <laughs> like, oh. coming back to the rig, I'm like, I didn't know what to say. Dude. It's just <laughs> yeah. such a fucking weird night. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever, it's over time, move yeah. on. And Bobby was like, he is not racing pro. And I was like. Okay, he's I was not like, racing pro. I ride one. I ride the weakest Supercross. I have, like, the fastest times. He goes, hey, it's Thursday before A1. I'm going to need you to fly out. You're going to race A1. I'm like. So I go out, I get my shovel, I start prepping the whoops to keep practicing them because I got to get better in the that whoops. That was before everything, though, right? Because no, the Futures was A1, wasn't no. it? A2. Yeah, A2. Yeah, A2. A2, yeah. So this was before everything. He wanted you to race A1. A1, he, before everything. Yeah. Before yep. everything because yeah, he was, had all these fast lap times uh, on practice. At the start and he was track. like, bro, he's like, get ready for Anaheim 1. And, and we were all like, whoa, stop. We're not doing that. We're not racing West Coast. Let him go do the futures, and let's just see where and he's then, at. And then I did futures, and Bobby was <laughs> and like, hell no, and, then, <laughs> and then Bobby's like, he ain't racing pro. He ain't ready. And I was like, fuck. And then we talked to him. We're like, you got to do the route where I just keep learning. Yeah. Just take it easy. Because I'm not a guy to go out there and just have a spaz attack and think I'm going to win and crash my yeah, first yeah. race ever pro, where I think there is some rookies that could do that. So I think, I, I don't know, I just grew up being a little smarter than that. So I was like, go out there and learn. And that's what we did. So yeah, it, it was almost the biggest sigh of relief when they said been, you could race pro. Because all of a sudden it went from you're going to win to like, okay, who knows yeah. what's going to happen. And I think we played it right too, just saying, we're going to be happy to get in the top 10. Let's start set the bar there. Yeah. Okay, everyone? We're not coming in going, I think he can win. Like we came in saying, top 10, we're happy. Yeah. That's where our bar is set. Okay, pressure's off. Now let's go learn how to ride Supercross, you know? Uh, in racing so anyway that's kind of the way it played out and so what other because I got in my mind a couple like key races for me I text I text mm -hmm. Brian a couple times throughout the season actually um, with just some like key moments you might not wins they weren't winning motos but what what's really cool actually and shout out to the crew but when you go back and watch the the videos from the race weekend the camera's on you the whole moto yeah so if you get a bad start if you get whatever happened like you can really see the way that you build a moto yeah. and the way that you put 30 minutes together or the way that you put two 30 minutes together um but yeah did you have any like real kind of stand out you might not have been the best result on paper but some shit clicked in your mind that like oh these were really big milestone motos for me yeah, Supercross, it was kind of, I was kind of in the media and just slowly learning. There wasn't like a time where I was like, I just unlocked a speed where I can go faster than everyone out here. It was, it was like, it was just like, I was just in a slow climb up. Outdoors is really like, the first round of outdoors is really where I was like, damn, I had the speed to run up front. Like in the second moto, got a good start, made, I think what, fourth place start or something, made my way in the second. And like, no one was catching me from behind. I was, Hunter was leading. I wasn't too far off Hunter. And that's kind of where I was like, I have the speed to run up here. And it kind of clicked in my head knowing that like I could be a consistent podium guy. And then I think I podiumed like what, the first five rounds? What was it, the first five out of six rounds? Yeah. 
I podiumed like the first five rounds, I think, or like not maybe not all consistently, but like within the first five out of six or something. And that was, it was just getting podiums at an outdoor national. And what the coolest part was going to each national and seeing the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> in my room. So I was like, that kind of motivated me too. What tro- how cool the trophy was. Yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously Redbud, I got my first win. And I rode good there, but it wasn't like a a ride where I was like super impressed. It was just kind of like a. We the the way it it got the job yeah. done yeah. Yeah. right and then Washugal was really where I was like weirding myself out like I could go this fast like I unlocked a new level of speed where I like second moto freaking th- two laps to go it was I think what everyone was running like I was a four seconds faster than everybody with like three laps to go and that was where I was like damn I got the fitness and I got the speed to go around dudes that win so it's like that was another time where I unlocked like a new opening and then uh yeah and then just at the end of outdoors i kept freaking sick got sick mm-hmm. and then uh what was after what was after washugal uh washugal went from there back to buds creek was it buds creek unadilla was it I right after washugal i think it, all right well let's just go to buds creek buds yeah. creek i was freaking got a second place oh, start yeah, that's ripped yeah. around shimoda and i was i had an eight second lead i got it to an eight second lead like dropped minutes. shimoda like yeah. i was gone yeah. like yeah. eight second lead and then some, a, a rider crash, red flag, and uh, then they made me do a full restart. And I was like, damn, like, yeah. why aren't we doing a staggered? Like, I don't, I don't know the rules, but it's like, we're almost, over, we're a little over, like, I think over halfway. Like, I, guys are probably already starting to get tired. <laughs> and now we're doing a full restart, and I'm, my instinct is how fast can I get back to the lead? Because I know I'm faster than everyone on the track. And I know I can leave these dudes if I get to the lead. So I'm just going to send it. Like, I got, I had a wheel on everyone on the start. Didn't see Vial. And I was like, I got to stay in the lead. So I left it in there pretty hot, then locked up the brakes. And I seen Vial come across like this. We hit. I go down. Then now I'm in last. And it's like, I just went from checking out on these guys to now I'm in finished 17th yeah. place. I don't think Vial even saw him coming. No. Vial thought he had but the whole did, shot. But I seen also, Vial come at the last second. Vial was up high. I seen Vial last yeah. second. I, I grabbed all my brakes, bro. And my, <laughs> we would have been fine. If Vial would have hit me and went this way, I would have had the fattest hole drive you've ever seen. But my front wheel got stuck on his foot peg. Uh, so it pulled my bike out from underneath yeah, me. And it ripped all the spokes out. And it ripped all my wheel. spokes out. Yeah. So the whole race, my front wheel was going like this, and I couldn't hit the ruts right. And then, well, I'm in second moto, freaking bad start. And that, I think the red flag just ruined the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then, yeah. And I think that's like when you, you know, you go back to Hunter just being like the guy. I think they're the things. Like, yeah. I think that's the stuff you look for is like, okay, that kind of killed me. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't something on the track. It wasn't something. Yeah. And it's not something you can control. It's just hopefully so not then, dealing with shit like that when you're, if you're leading the points. Or it's like, like a, how do you deal with you gotta it? Learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, gotta you learn know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, which Hunters was Because you can't control that stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't control a rider crash and yep. a red flag. You can't control which way they do it. So it's like, I think that's the real championship stuff mm-hmm. gets built on those. Like, it's it's not even stuff that happens on the track as, as such. It's yeah. a, a rule decision versus stagger start. So it's not letting any of those things And I, it did take Hunter a while to learn all that stuff. For it sure, takes dude. a little time. For sure. And I think as the quicker you can learn it, the better off you are. And I think... Would I race in Hunter this year and getting the experience running up front, blowing up engines, crashing on the start? Like, I got everything. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. every experience you could have racing a Pro Nationals in Supercross, where now I just got to pit it into perspective and learn from it. Yeah. I think one of the really impressive motos for me this year was Moto 2 at High Point. Went down 
in the first turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. No visor, I'm pretty sure. And that was the... I, I messaged your dad after that, and I actually said, I go, if he gets second to Hunter in this... Oh, I think I said, let him get second yeah. to Hunter in outdoors, yeah. and he'll never lose another title <laughs> on a lights bike. <laughs> yeah, I came from... I, yeah, crashed on the start, Volan... I got, I got ran over by Volan. It, like, freaking made me do a front flip under his bike. Then I get up, and, uh, yeah, I came from freaking crashing on the start what uh, up to fifth place i think or was it fifth or sixth i think fifth or sixth yeah it was somewhere up there i can't i went two six for third i think the impressive thing was that that was a very challenging track oh Oh, my god dude i rode i i couldn't tell you how many times i almost died going freaking fifth gear wide open down a hill but i was like i gotta (laughs) get on the podium and i freaking dude that was i there was ruts down the hills and i was wide open through them started falling a couple times freaking <laughs> yeah, so that that ride for me, because there was a lot of, I think a lot of people, I mean, you even sort of mentioned a bit, everyone talks about Jet's technique, which yeah. it's beautiful and perfect. And I think that if you just look at your style on face, it's like send, but it's not. And the second moto at High Point was a, there was Jet Lawrence technique in that moto mixed with full send. Yeah. And I think that that was, that was definitely a motto for me where I was like, okay, this is like unreal how this kid yeah. is able to ride this bike. So I wonder what, like, if you think of like Jet's first year pro, he, he, did, he, I don't know, it didn't seem like he got on the podium until the end of the season. I think he got won the last race, maybe. Yeah, he got, he won one race. But he didn't get on the season. podium the whole season, right? Mm-hmm. Or did he? I, I don't think he did. His I first remember. season. I think he won the last round. So then what clicked to the next season? What did he do that made him all of a sudden the winner of the championship the next year, you know? I think it's uh, just... It's freaking Jacob crashed. And Jacob broke his foot. His finger. Yeah, I Up the hill. Yeah. At, uh, what was it? Yeah. At Washougal. Yeah, because he was leading the points, yeah. right? He had like a 20-point lead or something. Yeah, and you think if Coop would have won probably the title this year if he didn't crash out of that. Yeah, he would have, I know, we did the math, and he would have had a huge point, point lead. lead. Yeah. Really? Yeah, if he wouldn't have skipped a few, that race. like, yeah, near, near miss. Because at there. some point when me and Hunter were, like, tied or whatever, Jacob would have had, like, a 40-point lead or something. Really? Yeah, it was he weird. He skipped a whole round. We got yeah. to, he skipped a round. Jacob's really consistent. Yeah. yeah. He's always there on the Great box. starter. Yeah. yeah, and then, I mean, Hunter had a DNF and a bike failure, and I had a bike failure, too. And then we added that up, and that's like, and JQ would have had a massive lead if he yeah. didn't skip that race, which, yeah. I mean, it's racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of, it's just compounding over time, you know? Like, yeah. I think that, and it, you, if you do the right things for the right reasons for long enough, they compound. Look at the YouTube channel. Yeah. You could not post a video for a month. Yeah. And you'd still make tens of thousands of dollars and get millions of views. Yeah. Because of the work that you've done because in of the, the past. You know, yeah. so it's like I think you do the right work for the right reason over a long enough period of time and you start to get the results. You yeah, know, I wonder if the days are over of an uh, amateur coming in and winning a championship his first year. <clears throat> no, I mean, he almost did it. He almost did it, yeah. You know? Yeah. He almost did it. Against there. the two best guys in the sport. I did. Sport, yeah. Well, well, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Actually, that's, that, yeah. that's true too. Yeah. Um, what um, before we wrap it up? What do? You, how would you describe like your technique and your style like? And what are you from like? Uh, I'm training right now, racing world vets, Glen Helen. Like I'm trying to get better at riding. Like what's in your head 
every week when you're going to the track like what are you trying to do better when you're riding your best what are the things that you're doing right on the bike that help you go that speed yeah well we work on a lot of intensity which i mean that's just that's how our kind of training is we do a lot of intensity stuff but again i just my big focus is my feet work yeah. like just trying to stay on my toes because if you can stay on your toes then like if you're on your heels or on the ball of your foot you can't really grip the bike as good where if you're on your toes and you're like bending your foot you can push it on the bike so i just try to use my toes a lot which i mean sometimes in the race when you're getting in that pack and you're battling yeah. you don't your technique it goes, goes away window, yeah. so you try and master it in practice and sometimes if you can't be the fastest you got to focus on that technique stuff and get it right instead of just being a spaz and trying to always win practice which I mean, if you can win practice and have that perfect technique, that's kind of what I had to go for. So, uh, yeah, just my feet is what I really work on. And I struggled with, uh, like, smash my turns. That's yeah. what I struggled with my first, like... Yeah, you I, used to do that a yeah, lot. I'd come into the turn and just, let, like, bounce it super hard. Where but that's I, an amateur thing. Yeah. Like, going to Loretta's for one week, I'm like, oh, these holes. kids are all cooked. Yeah, yeah. they're freaking do like yeah. that. And that's an amateur thing that took me about a year to freaking, like... I gotta roll my turns and I've gotten better at it a lot better like just laying it over and letting the bike flow you know which I mean you never really see Jet though and those guys drag bar which yeah. is like you don't really ever see them do that which is their technique turning is different than mine yeah. where I've I'm a guy that will lay it over and just freaking hit the turn and I feel comfortable doing that where some people are like do you not feel like you're falling that could be how you tip over I'm like that's how I feel comfortable hitting a turn like again the Lawrence's are like hit them more spike straight up yeah. like this you know what I mean yeah so I feel like we have our two different ways of cornering but I've always just been trying to focus on that flow through the turn good corner speed entry speed I'm I've been big on like I grew up always just out charging people into the turns yeah so that's where I'd almost led to smashing it you know I'd out charge yeah. and just freaking pound it yeah where I've tried to find the happy medium of out running everybody and then forgot where to let off the brake and the right spot off the to let it flow. Yeah. So yeah, I just focus on the big thing right now is turns and just my feet work. Yeah. No, that's cool. We'll uh, might wrap it up there, boys. But I've uh, I've had a ball chatting with you, and uh, it's cool. Is there anything else you reckon we need? To, is there anything? No, we didn't, didn't I just cover? think I you know definitely. I don't know if I did, but give props to like all our filmers and editors, like yeah. all the guys that help. It's a machine. It's a lot of people that help. A lot of it's a lot of work to travel and fly and hotels and cars and all the stuff that goes into it it is so much more than an iphone video like oh yeah um, and this so, year too you guys stepped up massive yeah. like really cool music yeah. like that's i'm sure you're yeah, getting a pay for money. that you know so <laughs> yeah. there's there is a lot that goes into it yeah. oh we need we need to uh, finish your thing and then we gotta yeah we gotta i just say, some shit. i was just saying that uh a lot of work goes into that so giving credit to uh gavin you know ayella who's been with me for I don't know, a decade uh so uh which is cool we have like so much content over the years I and mean, we can go back to like hayden when he was a little kid on a, on a bicycle on a on a 50 like you know that's good stories that's gonna be for the sport throughout the sport like oh play. it's gonna get used forever it's gonna get, yeah that's, we'll have endless content to, to tell stories and and build these uh moments i think it's I, I don't know. I think there's going to be an endless value to that. And um, that's why I think it's, uh, I don't know, I think I'm motivated to keep telling those stories, you know. I think it's I think it's, good. it's a lot of work, but, yeah, just giving props to all the guys to, um, that do it. We have a handful of dudes who film and edit, so, yeah. <coughs> and uh, we've got our two-stroke 
<laughs> Yamaha build off. We're gonna do a bike build off. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, how many times do you see me build a dirt bike? <laughs> <laughs> can you do anything? Are yeah, you I can. I, I can do everything. I can do everything except probably split the engine and uh, and do that. I can. Yeah, I can do top end. I can do a clutch. I can do. Oh, I do. I want to no. <laughs> but well, I yeah, I can do. I can get it done. Yeah, and I'll do it. I got ideas. Uh, New bikes are easier. Like you know, whatever. Yeah, I have uh, ideas. So uh, I have a lot of resources. So I'm gonna do the. This is our. This is our. Uh, the the terms of the negotiation <laughs> is. It's got to be a Yamaha. It's got to be a 250. It could be from. Two No, two stroke. Oh. Can be from any era, so it can be like the '90s, 2000s, modern era. I'm not going to know what he builds. He's not going to know what I build. We're going to do three episodes, three episodes on the Deegan channel, three episodes on our channel. I'll drive that bitch to Tallahassee. We'll ride each other's bikes. Yeah. You can maybe you pick the winner. Yeah, <laughs> you, you ride our yeah. bikes. Yeah, or you do. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, how would you pick the? I mean. I don't know how yeah. we'll pick the winner. We'll Maybe fit. it's a vote online thing or yeah, something. Yeah, but you guys, are, you guys are fucking burying me. <laughs> no, listen, listen, yeah. listen, listen. The bikes have to have the same number and no one can know. Oh, but yeah. you're doing an episode, mm, huh? Yeah. So what if you... Up, yeah. Oh, yeah, Maybe it's a panel of guys. Maybe it's a moto panel. Like, a, uh -huh. you know, we'll think of who that is. Uh -huh. It's a panel of like... A couple moto... Like a, like a moto OGs uh -huh. that have been in the game forever, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Put something together, but yeah, I think it'd be pretty pretty cool to do. Yeah. I love doing bike builds; it's like yeah. one of my favorite things. So, Yamaha 250 is pretty iconic. There's been some dope Australians that have rode Yamaha 250s, so maybe there's some inspiration there. Yeah, yeah, we we have, uh, dude. I've kept all his old championship two-stroke bikes. Yeah, so we. Just I love a championship. Bikes. I love collecting <laughs> old stuff. I love collecting moto history. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like I have so many old bikes I've kept. All my Jesse James bikes are still, I still have those. All those. Those Honda, things were so sick. Yeah, those Honda 250s. I still have all that stuff, dude. Dude, maybe yeah. you have to call Jesse and get yeah. some get, <laughs> yeah. get some inspo. Yeah, for yeah have him do up, help me do up a bike. Yeah, that would be sick. But I'm gonna have to go pretty hard because obviously this thing's gonna get built out of the star. Yeah. Like at the goat farm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I'm kind of got my work cut out for me. I'm gonna have to really dig deep yeah. into this. It's gonna but, have endless resources. Yeah, and so unlimited budget. There's no budget yeah. uh, stipulations on this build, so we can have gold spoke nipples if we want. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks yeah. for chatting. I uh, I got a lot of respect for for you boys. No, um, I'm I'm big fans. Big fan of the way you ride. Big fan of the way you carry yourself and. I think Brian, what you've done as a dad as well. Like what one of this was actually one of the things I think I've said it to you privately but not publicly and I think it's probably cool to say publicly, like the way how much belief this kid has in himself mm -hmm. is crazy. But that has to come from the family. Yeah. And that, that has to that that's bred from the environment that lets you think that mm -hmm. like at no point have you ever shut him down and be like nah bro that's stupid don't think like that or yeah. you know you can't do that like it seems like that's just not a word that's been in your vocabulary and I think that one thing that you guys have that other people don't have is money mm -hmm. to the level you know there's not a lot of people that yeah. have this level behind them right mm -hmm. but people still have families yeah. and they still have a son that has dreams yeah. and they you know and and there's a level at which you can empower your kids 
to think that they can be what they want to be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I've said it a million times, but Ben Townley said it best. Running, uh, money doesn't tie up your running shoes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that there's just a level of empowerment that you've given all your kids to chase dreams and to not feel like something's crazy or to not feel like it's stupid to want something. I think it's, you know, something you should be super proud of. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, I feel like that's... uh something that comes from the family environment you know from mom and myself not giving kids an avenue to to uh, find weakness I think like it, like if one of the kids wants to quit or you know oh I'm hurt or this is that he can't run to mom and mom going oh it's okay there's a there's, it's a weak link of building these strong kids right mom, mom's tough she's like no you're fine you know, like, okay, like, is it, and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, it's helped a lot, you know, yeah. cause you get that, the one, if there's anywhere the kids can run to, to find, to find that weakness, I think they will, you know? And I, I just think overall our family environment's been pretty united on, on our, where we're headed, our goals, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And like I said, Marisa was with me when I went through the hardest times of, you know, starting racing dirt bikes to doing starting freestyle motocross, guinea pig of all the tricks, multiple broken bones, you know, multiple surgeries and near death experiences and been through all that, you know. So, uh, you know, raising the kids in this environment, it's a tough environment, you know, and I think it's it's bred tough kids. But I, I think it's a good thing because they're more prepared for life. You know, life's not easy, dude. It just isn't like. It's just, and even if you have money, you can choose to have life with or without money. Either way, it's going to be hard. Yeah, you know no, saying? I agree. Either yeah. way, it's, I don't care what people say. Either way, it's hard. So, um, but anyway, it's a good family environment that's strong, goal-orientated. We always have our goals. You know, we all know where we're headed. And I think that's a big thing for kids. I think you have to have a direction with them. And if you don't raise them, someone else will. And you get what you get, you know. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you look at the Deegan's channel from the outside, yeah. it's not just about dirt bikes. I think that that's kind of the messaging, yeah. you know, that's in there. And I think it is aspirational for people. Yeah. They might not have started with the start that you had, but it's a good lesson of, like, this is what hard work gets you. Yeah. This is what being a good family gets you. This is what staying together and, you know, working towards those goals. So I almost think it's harder to come from a family of resources and become successful than a family with... with uh, there's no no way to turn back. You only yeah. have one way to go. Yeah. And he like, knows that because he's actually experienced it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. came from, I can't say nothing. Like my dad had a decent job. He was a teacher. You know, my mom left at a young age, so my dad raised me. But, you know, he raised on a blue-collar salary, like a modest salary. You know, it was enough that we could get one dirt bike a year. You know, I had to earn my first dirt bike, but uh, with a paper route and other things. But... He, we had one dirt bike at the end of that year we sold that dirt bike to get another one you know we were you could say moto poor yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. i don't think you're ever poor racing a dirt bike but like you know yeah, you're yeah. you know it's uh we made it work and through work ethic i was able to make it and i was able to get out of nebraska once i started racing loretta's and ponca and I saw California kids. I thought the California kids were like the coolest kids, dude. Bleach hair, like the, the back then it was like the flop the hair, yeah, the yeah, Tony yeah, Hawk yeah, yeah, cut. Yeah. And I just wanted to be in California so bad. I'm just like, dude, that's where I'm headed. And uh, anyway, my dad was cool enough to let me leave at you know the house to chase my dreams of racing Supercross and not force me to go to college. 
in uh, but education was super important in our family and you know I had to work hard had to pass my grades anyway I feel like that taught me a lot but yeah my dad taught me how to work hard basically and I still talk to my dad all the time and uh, but either way I think that that key I my point with that is I had no turning back. Yeah. Like I didn't. Like if I came it's back, it's easy when you've got no nowhere yeah, else to go. Yeah, I have one decision to make. Yeah, I'm freaking making it. Like yeah. I am not going back to Nebraska. Like I am going to California. Slept on my buddy's floor. Had no money. Had my dirt bike and literally had enough money to buy some food. And, and uh, then I was just hustled and figured out. I raced amateur. I was a privateer pro, so I'd do all the money races. Go win a thousand bucks here, five hundred bucks this weekend, and that was my money to live. <clears throat> but it was enough to know I ain't turning back, dude. I ain't going back. And and so I had one decision to make. Yeah. As a kid that's raised in this environment, you have a lot of decisions. Yeah, do whatever right? you want. What do I want to do? And what are you going to do? Kick your kid out? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's shit. life, right? Like you ain't shit. And again, you're going to help your kid no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, Unless yeah. they're total dipshits and you know, disrespectful, right? You, but even then, but you're still... Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still blood, right? Yeah. And, and uh, at the end of the day, it's so cool to see, like, saying Hayden or, you know, Haley or even Hudson, they, they, they have goals. We set those goals. They got to work towards them and achieve them, you know? And I feel like it doesn't matter if you have money or, no, or don't have money. You set that standard, and it's the standard, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what's worked for us, so it's cool. Well, thanks, boys. Yeah, we'll, yeah uh, Until the next time. Yeah, thanks. right on, man. Thanks.